0: Electric bicycles are my jam. I'm turning into a nut for a good e-bike. It's easy to get around, we save gas, not driving our car for short trips to the store, and I'm getting a little extra exercise. The folks at Velatric are sponsoring a series of videos on my channel to show off some affordable e-bikes and help people get up to speed. It's easier than you think, and prices have never been more competitive. You can catch those videos on my YouTube channel, but if you're interested in shopping an e-bike, head over to velatric.bike slash some gadget guy and look at their road bikes and fat tires, again, v e l o t r i c dot b i k e slash some gadget guy slash some gadget guy if any of those bikes look good to you you can save an additional sixty dollars off an already low price by using the coupon code some sixty some six zero at checkout once again velatric. dot slash some gadget guy and coupon code some sixty and I thank velotric for being a sponsor on this show. All right, I believe this means we are live. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, tech fans of all shapes and sorts and sizes and persuasions, welcome to another episode of the Monday Morning Tech Chat Show on the SDG QA Podcast channel. I'm Juan Carlos Bagnell, <sighs> a.k.a. some gadget guy, the SDG of this terribly named podcast. But the QA is the important part because this week... We've got questions and we've got answers, or I should say, I have questions, you have questions, and I have two, two, two wonderful co-hosts to answer your questions. Uh, I, no, no rambling further ado from Juan. We're gonna we're gonna get in and we're gonna chat about all of the cool tech that was announced that was uh, revealed uh, last week in Las Vegas for CES. And so to start off our trio here our trio of monkey shining shenaniganing tech nerds i of course have to bring in my buddy from the best of our week podcast one mr tk bay
1: <laughs> hey how you doing Sabaho, everybody can you hear me okay sorry i never yeah, i haven't, I haven't loud, used, clear. T- haven't used t- tk before.
0: didn't make it to the sound check so <laughs> no. We're, we're doing our I... mic check live mic yeah. check Mike check.
1: One, two, one, two. One, two. We're good.
0: <laughs> one, two. One, two. We, we, we didn't get to do a Best of Our Week podcast last week just because of travel and weather and projects Absolutely. that we were all lining up on. So we're going we're to gonna kind of mimic the Best of Our Week uh, format here. And yeah. that brings me to the other addition to our yes. triumvirate is... Uh, my 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 brother in arms, my, my buddy from uh our classic Pocket Now podcasting days, uh, one Mr. Adam Dowd now at
2: Slash Gear.
0: Adam, thank hey. you so much for jumping in on the show. Oh hi. hi. And, and,
2: oh, hello. and if I may if I may echo your uh, for so many different reasons. <laughs> it's it's been it's been a
0: week man <laughs> it's, it's the first week travel, of 2023
1: so. yes and yeah. it's it's a week <laughs> it was one week to for all weeks to be basically but yeah uh i just got back a couple of days ago actually i came in on uh friday night and uh i do yeah. not long you stayed in adam but i i it was it was it was tough i came in on tuesday and it was you know hit the ground running i i, yep. I literally <laughs>
2: tuesday's Day through Friday for me as well, so we were probably at the airport that, around the same time.
0: <laughs> yeah. seemed to be That seemed to be the sort of way of CES this year. I, I felt bad because we had some of our other sort of tech um, tech acquaintances and tech friendships. Mm-hmm. You yeah. could kind of tell there were a few guys who were like, yeah, I've sort of been sponsored to cover the whole show, and look, here's CES It's Saturday, how exciting, and you're like... You know they wanted to be back on an airplane already. You knew that they weren't really yeah. there because remember, they were really covering that stuff.
2: I remember in 2000, I think it was 2060, my first one, I booked uh, You know, all my travel. It, pocket nowadays, so I booked all my travel myself. Mm-hmm. And I booked all the way through, like, Sunday Sunday night or Saturday night or whatever the last day was. Like, I don't remember. Because yeah. it it, they've shifted yeah. it around. They've shifted around. But I booked all the way through the last day of CES. And I walked in uh, on the show floor on the last day. And, like, well, first of all, all through the week, journalist friends were like, why? Um, yeah. and, and then I, I got there on the last day, and I found out why they were asking that. Because, like, I, half the stuff was already being taken down. Like, yep. they were striking the set, yeah. like, as they were giving demos. It was so deeply weird. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not doing that <laughs> I, again. I miss,
0: because, again, <laughs> I haven't been to a CES in a couple of years. But the very first CES I went to, I did the same. I was like, I booked for the entire week. But that last day used to be flea market day. Yeah. Where companies yeah, yeah. that didn't want to cart all their stuff back, you could get gear. Like you could just walk them in, hey, I was interested in your like and they here, take it. And then they like go back to packing up their uh oh, wow. their displays. That that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, yeah. I,
1: I don't yeah, I I I I wanna say that it's less and less likely. Um I only had, got handed one piece of gear this entire CES, and it was a uh, gaming controller from our buddies, uh Juan uh Gamer. I ran into them at oh, uh nice. I wanna say Showstoppers
0: did you this? get the thermo, the thermo electric cooler one?
1: Uh, no, I so I got the custom uh Xbox controller, the one the ah, custom plate
0: Xbox a controller, good one. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I got that one, so yeah, we're yeah. gonna start working on that. Uh, but yeah, no, they were happy to see us, and there, there was a I'll say this it felt like well, it's better than last year, but it, I still <laughs> feel like we weren't back to 100, like it didn't feel Agreed, like yeah. the you know what I mean, like I, I, I like do I, I don't know it's hard, it's hard to explain like if you were there you were like yeah this doesn't feel like pre pandemic it still feels like there's something sure. still missing uh, but yeah well-
2: so, I'm proud I, to I wanna... the entire week I did not shake one hand the entire time. Yes,
0: excellent. He's like, oh. I, I've, I've gotten into the habit of like elbow and fist bumps. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yep. 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 And and even for that, I'd still probably have been carting around, a, you know, a tub, you know, like a, a horse trough of hand sanitizer just because mm. I'm now so paranoid about getting anything. It's not even COVID anymore. I just know my immune system can't handle the flu. Yeah. So, well, I, uh, yeah.
1: I was surprised the, the the level, though, like from last year to this year with CES, though, we had sanitizers every year, masks available everywhere. They handed out, you know, COVID tests, uh, you know, the, the Abbott testing that we did last year. This year was very different. They announced the testing at the end, almost when people were leaving. And if people yeah, stayed that late, but no sanitizer, nothing like you just walked in. It was again, it felt better, but it was kind yeah. of like, OK, See,
0: like. That kind of stuff still makes me a little nervous because it's not like we don't have a new variant kind of taken over for COVID. And that's the mm-hmm. perfect Petri dish to come up with yeah, all yes, kinds of is. spicy new diseases. So I, I do want to cover um, yeah. proper CES, but this is also the best of our week. So I'm going to go <laughs> first because sure. I didn't go to Vegas. I, I, uh, I got stuck working on uh, two small projects that ended up kind of covering my mortgage. Uh, For this month, so I can't argue with that. The expenses (laughs) work for going out, but I did treat myself to my holiday gift from uh, my partners over at Slick Deals. Mm -hmm. So, uh, as as something of like a Christmas bonus, they sent over a a ridiculously big box, ridiculously
1: massive. Yep, yep, it's
0: it's incredible. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to try. Let's see if I can. um, That's not. That's. Come on. Hi. Hey, Adam. So <laughs> I'm going to try a screen share here. I have no idea how well this is. Oh, my door to the office is still open, so that means Marie can hear this whole podcast. I'm sure she loves that. Hi, uh, Marie. On. Let's see if this if this borks the whole stream.
2: Ta-da. There you go. Hey. Oh, my goodness. That so is this incredible. Is,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm going to close the door over here, too. So this oh, is the, uh, the UCS, the Ultimate Collector Series LEGO AT-AT, oh, and my it, it stands... You know, about two feet tall. It's about, <laughs> it's a little more than two feet wide. And it's like the most detailed Lego set I've ever seen in my entire life. There, There's actually like a joystick uh, in the frame where you can move the AT-AT's head around. <laughs> oh my God,
2: seriously? That's awesome. It's
0: to scale with a minifig. So you might not be able to see it so well on stream. That's Luke. Oh so my God, yeah. yeah. Up, yeah. Up, and he only he only stands about as tall as like the first layer of this foot. So it is almost perfectly to scale with the minifig. And that then it's got awesome. all kinds of little pull-out spots. So like oh it's got a little God. door bay that you can open oh so like people wow. with blasters can like shoot at all those dirty rebels. <laughs> um oh it's kind of hard to get it back get it closed. closed. <laughs> um you know what? I'm just gonna take this whole panel off. So it's oh not a God. toy. It, no it's, no no. It's like a full display yeah. for a collector. And let me just take this off here. Oh, the whole oh my thing God, is... Who that comes inside.
2: off? The whole uh, thing is an yeah. assembly. That's amazing. So
0: <laughs> so it, it actually has, like, water and uh, heating reclamation units. It's got bays for all kinds of little snow troopers so that oh they can all God. go and attack. Oh, okay. yeah. it, it, it has a complement of snow speeder bikes. So, that, like, bikes can pop out and then go fly after those rebels. And then oh the... The head does have a cockpit. I can't get over there to actually show the head.
2: Yeah, um, but you I'm barely, actually you nervous just watching it. you walk around this.
0: <laughs> so Marie was like saying, like, "Hey, you need to get pictures of this." This took three days to build. I don't, I don't doubt it. it. I, don't, yeah. I rebuilt the engine on a 1988 Toyota Camry in two days. <laughs> this took three days to build. are Um, we talking
2: like eight hour stretches or are we talking like um, just here and there or
0: no like I so for the last two days for the first day I was like oh let me just kind of put a couple bags together go take a break put a couple bags together go take a break for Saturday and Sunday I sat at this desk from when I got out of bed till it was time for dinner and both of those it took both of those days to put everything together here oh that's Um, incredible so it's it's 6700 Legos and now I'm not entirely sure where I want to put it. <laughs> I, I, yeah.
2: yeah a, I mean, I'll tr- total honesty one, that's the reason I don't have one of those right now is because I don't know I don't know oh, where yeah. the heck I would put it.
1: Oh my I mean, god. So now, yeah.
2: And now I, I, I just also w- have to fix this little door here. You, you guys keep talking here one second. I I just I want a lot more manageable when it comes to it. I got my baby Groot. Oh, um, yeah. oh, that baby Groot kid is so fun, though. One, so you're missing one of these, though.
1: Yeah. Hold on. Can we get oh, this you to... got
2: the snow speeder. Oh, sweet, sweet. I like that. Oh,
1: you, you need great. one of these though to get the uh, the set complete because you know what happens. <laughs> you need one <laughs> of these to bring down one of those. You know what I mean? So, true. <laughs> that uh, is very I true. I wonder
0: <laughs> again because like that's proper minifig scale. I wonder like how close that is to actually being to scale with. All of these things, because that's the th- that's the thing that's really blown me away about this oh, is yeah. how close it really is to being movie accurate. Uh, yeah, yeah. I-, I might break a whole bunch more stuff, but I just want to see if I can get the joystick to work here because the head.
1: Oh, the I head saw. Yeah. Kind of tilts. Yeah, right there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so you can you can kind of you get the little dial of the the pod. head there, and then the little blaster is recoil. So when oh, you nice. shoot one, the other, the, other the other one comes bounces out, bounces back. So yeah, this this yeah. was um, the folks at Slick Deals were like, hey, we don't really do like Christmas bonuses or anything, but um, <laughs> but we'll give you one to surprise project. you.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah I, mean, I, mean, hey, I that's wouldn't a good Christmas bonus, guys.
3: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I wouldn't shut up about it. We we've done a bunch of like Lego shopping videos and they are like, yeah, this is like the fifth largest Lego set ever created still. And I just uh, they they're like, hey, we found one for cheap, so here you go. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> yeah next year <laughs> death star yeah
3: next yeah, year I, exactly. I would say death star or, yes, or you got to go millennium for the, falcon. the star
2: destroyer the Star oh, uh, the Stars- uh, uh, yeah cuz i was
1: going to say millennium falcon is not that complicated one i i we my, my son and i did the millennium falcon it's actually yeah. really nice but it yeah it, it it took us maybe a day and a half i don't think it's as as um, it, it's much well, smaller in scale let's say that yeah. cuz i have the x-wing de- singing on the other side as well
0: now i'm debating because like uh the the newest sort of UCS big model is uh, the Hulkbuster and I have oh, my yeah, shelf I've seen that. oh it's I think if, if I turn that way I have my shelf of Lego Iron Man armors mm-hmm. and the tall Iron Man the $30 Iron Man that you can get he stands about about yay high okay. actually fits inside the new the Hulk Hulkbuster really yeah. Okay. So, well, I mean, now I'm, you I'm, have
2: to buy it. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, I already have part of it. Now I have an incomplete set. Yeah. <laughs> it, that's, <laughs>
1: that's the justification, I think.
0: <laughs> right. So, oh, I, I don't know that I can bring myself to spend $600 <laughs> on, a, on a Hulkbuster kit. Dude, man, um, you put it in your so,
2: background, it's tax deductible because it's a set that's decoration. True yeah Which
0: i just did this on podcast so i'm gonna tell the folks at slick deals like hey you guys can write that off on your taxes now <laughs> yeah <laughs> they already could they, already, they didn't need my permission right
1: uh, uh they've been coming out with some good deals though slick deals this morning i saw the uh what's it called the year of uh, xbox ultimate for about like 34 oh, yeah. bucks that was crazy i got to grab that one that was nice
2: that's that was a good buy yep so yeah um, one yeah i'm, I'm, I'm
0: Really, really looking forward to getting back in studio with them and just nerding out on a whole bunch of new gear that like those are some of the videos that have done really well for no good reason, or just like hey let's talk about Lego deals <laughs> you know, like I get to play with legos
2: that's, for no reason that's for great. every reason, man, come on, are you Heck crazy yeah.
0: <laughs> Good
2: deal, okay, so that yeah. was the best of my week
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, um, I'm now super anxious, like I think I need to like like put it back on the floor because Marie was saying like, you got to get pictures of it because if ever there was going to be a good time for California to have an earthquake, like it, was, it would be right now. As soon as Swan finishes his,
1: his set up. <laughs> exactly. 6,700
0: like, 6, Legos all over the floor. I'm I'll show sure you that, how, how quickly we can get it.
1: No, no. I, oh, I, 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 you have to figure out a place, but yeah. I, I,
0: I'll have to see if, I, if any of the time-lapse footage really came out. Because I did try to do a time-lapse kind of build, but over to. three cool. days it was really obnoxious trying to set up cameras for every piece. Um, I had, I, I, I got it to the point where you're putting the body on the legs mm-hmm. and two plugs. I mirrored two plugs at the very beginning of the build and it oh, blocked the little I arms that. that insert the body. <laughs> and it took me an hour to partially disassemble enough that I could reverse the two plugs so that then the body would sit into the frame. Yeah. Um, it's so hilarious. happens, happens to all time, of us,
1: my friend. It happens to all
0: of us, even on the smaller and it was some, I'm trying to build, you know, I'm really in the flow. You kind of go, you know, flow state where you're not really paying attention. You're just looking at all the pieces and parts and you've got like a desk covered and stuff. And yep. it really was, it was two little plugs that the the frame needed to connect. And that took me an hour to backtrack. So uh, it it was definitely an engineering project um, that, uh, yeah. I'm gonna have to do something. I'm gonna have to check out that time-lapse footage just to talk about it.
2: Yeah. I think it'll
1: be great. And um, I'll I'll say this, Uh, I didn't have a, well, we did have a Lego to put together at least my son and I over the holiday. We got a little Mm -hmm. John Deere thing. But um, when it comes down, at least for me, for the best of our week, I, it, it was something that I got a chance to check out that you played with weeks ago. Yeah. And so I finally got a chance to meet Optimus Prime in in, in his full mm-hmm. prime the transformation and just and even with the trailer. This is what blew me out. The trailer is freaking awesome. Um, and yeah. they also had. The, uh, so this is the, the folks over at RoboSense uh, during I think it was it Pepcom or Showstopper, One of the two um, events. They had a little booth and um, they had the demo or the, I guess, the uh, the early hardware for the Buzz Lightyear one that they're going to be coming out very soon. It mm-hmm. wasn't functional, but it was standing there. And then, of course, they were showing off Optimus doing karate, high kicks, back kicks, sit ups, twi- you know, like twisting around I'm like when on like so many things like the, the back kick was knocking me out. But also the fact that he did a high kick, the balancing mechanics and then. Even just showing the, the the trailer opening up with the little car with the yeah. the laser, tinted, like all of that stuff, I was just going crazy. So, um, I wanted to steal that one. I wanted to run away with that one, but there was just too many people. I figured maybe next year. Uh, but that was that. that uh, for me, with all the tech that I saw, that for me took me back to my childhood. That just st- threw me right back. Yeah. So the one that uh, Juan's putting up there, uh, this is the op- uh, the way you imagine Optimus Prime when you bought the Optimus Prime back when you were a kid. If you ever mm-hmm. bought the, the trailer with the Transformer, Transformer, that's how you envisioned him playing. And this, this is him.
0: Oh, this trailer. There we go. I was like, the oh, trailer yeah. was just like, giving us that slow like, Transformers lead-in. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, um, look at that. The voice yeah.
0: commands are incredible. The Because you got to play, I think you played with Flagship. I have Elite Optimus Prime. I, um, Flagship. They were all Optimus
1: amazing. <laughs> I'll is, say is that. It's a little
0: bit bigger. <laughs> Yeah. Um but the the thing I really like is the one of the main differences is flagship just has a bigger battery. So it's oh. not like if you mm. got the elite suddenly you have a lesser than robot, it's just it uh it doesn't uh it it doesn't last as long when you're really doing all of your sort of programming and voice command tricks. You can't play with him as long.
1: They were using um, the uh, yeah, so they were using that the program the the controller on their smartphone. I uh, just, yeah, as you can imagine, getting, voice commands yeah. would not work there. <laughs> I oh, would have been sure. screaming over everybody um, else like
0: I'm just trying starting to figure out how to program because I'm I'm trying to get them I'm trying to figure out how to program individual servos so that you can make them dance. So the oh, the God. demos that you were doing like oh superhero yeah, yeah, landing yeah, he yeah, was yeah, yeah the ground they, punch. They,
1: they, yeah they did that one yeah.
0: <laughs> I I, um, I want to see if I can make them floss, and I want to see if I can make them pop and lock. So oh my god! We'll, we'll have <laughs> to go. we'll have to play make, with uh, make the
1: robot do the robot. Okay, hashtag life
0: goals. Uh, yep. Yeah yeah yeah. Uh, again, so, it, 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 it's stuff like this. It's it's like, I, I I hate being the nostalgic old dude, um, <laughs> but like getting sixty seven hundred Legos in the shape of my one of my all time favorite movie moments from Star Wars. Or getting an actual robot transforming Optimus Prime. Yep. It's the most I've felt like a little kid in years. And it kind of mm-hmm. takes you immediately back to Absolutely. like all of that crazy fandom and stuff. So
1: there was quite I, a bit I, of nostalgia going on to TS this year. I saw a lot of imagine. older tech still around, kind of surprising. Like a cassette player for some reason still exists.
3: Really?
1: Like yeah, like an anti- <laughs> i think was it called boom not boombox, but like open uh, big box or something to the word box but i even took a picture and i need to find where i, I think I, I forgot which phone i took the picture with but um it, they basically retrofitted it with an mp3 player using uh, an sd card so or micro sd card option a usb connection but for the most part it's a boom box it still had the cassette player the big speakers on the side with the dials <laughs> and all of that so i was like okay retro tech with new you know um yeah. It was, it was crazy. Like I'm walking, I'm like, are you sure it's 2020? Well, I mean, I don't even think they make cassettes anymore. Was ask, did,
0: did, did either of you guys happen by, um, what, was there like a, a Rico or a Pentax booth? Because they're talking about bringing back, uh, they're, they're going to be building their first new film camera okay. in years. And I, I it didn't... seems yeah. like this is the right time for nostalgic tech. I mean, vinyl is on, is on the rise. Like mm-hmm. collectors like collecting vinyl. Um, A a boombox with a cassette tape still built into it. And now we've got a a company that's looking at trying to repopularize consumer-facing film cameras. Mm -hmm. At the same time, that, like, 10-year-old digital point-and-shoots are becoming the aesthetic cameras for TikTokers (laughs) and Instagrammers. Uh, I mean, again, I love this because I'm the cranky old dude and I used to really play with all this gear. But it's like, ha, you're... You're you're playing with the things that I used to play that's that's me tech that's like when I was a kid but, you're, but that nerds
1: and, and a lot of the a um, lot of the trending songs that you start seeing something also on on TikTok and so on are really jumping into retro music as well like some songs that we yeah. Like I know, my son would never hear or listen to if I was playing it on the radio or anything—not the radio, but you know. Uh, but because it's on TikTok, then suddenly the song makes sense to him, and he's just like, you know, listening to it. Yeah. I'm trying to find that picture of me holding the blue well, box. Just I was looking. I don't know because
0: we're we're all of a similar age. But I did the same thing to my mom when Wayne's World came out. Like, you've got to hear this song, and it's Bohemian Rhapsody from Queen. <laughs> and she's like, Yeah, I know, I know.
2: <laughs> yeah. Been there, done that. Got the t-shirt. Sure. What were we gonna say, Adam? Oh no, I was just I, I was agreeing with you. That's all. Just uh, been there, see. done that.
1: Can I get this to oh, bam Where right get, there? Oh, oh wow. yeah, there you go. Oh wow, that so, is that is super awesome. And school. and then they also have the bigger version of it. Hold on, let me yeah, so here's the three of them. Let me see if I can get them. So you get the three sizes, the standard, the top, Dad, and then the one on the back full, is the classic.
0: Yeah. Ditto and blaster.
1: They have shortwave, FM, AM, Micro SD, USB. All the connections you want. I mean, seriously. I mean, the only thing that got me, though, is there's no display for you to be able to pick your tracks to be able to play them. So you had to kind of go mm. and just keep you know, next, next, next if you're putting in a uh, like a micro SD card. But mm. the fact that that like even the big uh, the, the red one was selling for like 40 something dollars. It's on Amazon. It's been around for a while, but they were actually mm. showcasing it at CES. I was coming back from I forgot from the back of the central hall. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> so they're like, hey. yeah. So, yeah, there's a awesome. lot of interesting things.
0: Yeah. What's what's old is still old, but new for some. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, um, so in in keeping with uh, the best of our week and uh, in in me showing off what was the best of my week and TK talking about some quality. I mean, you you and I were overdue just hanging out in person. And the next time we do, I will bring Robot Optimus so (laughs) you can really spend some quality time with Robot Optimus. Um, Absolutely. But Adam... Uh, so in, 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 just sort of a general, uh, cause we'll, we'll dig into individual booths and announcements and yeah. there are definitely some companies that I want to follow up on. Um, we always talk about what was the best tech of our week and it could be something that you saw at CES or it could be something that you used, maybe something that made your show coverage easier or kept you connected or was just really fun to nerd out on. Uh, Sophie's Choice, what was your one, best tech of your week
2: uh it's it's hard i mean and it's funny because you know i've had this conversation like five times from the end of ces like with various cab drivers and uber drivers and you know my family and whatnot (laughs) right and what i keep coming back to is uh the lenovo yoga 9i which is uh lenovo's dual screen laptop with uh with bluetooth keyboard and it was just like it it's one of those things where you know like when you're watching a tech demo you're like oh yeah okay you did that okay you did that and then like and then like they pull something you're like oh okay you did that um and so it was like one of those things where i had like you know two or three of those eye-opening moments like oh that's that's a thing that's smart uh so i got a chance to play with it for like you know 10-15 minutes it's not coming out until like I want to say April or something mm-hmm. like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. But,
2: but you know, they were showing off and I had some hands on time with it and I was, ha- I was having some fun with it and I'm like, and I'm just dreaming about the way that this is going to optimize my like mobile workspace because, right? Oh, <laughs> like, well, cause you know, I'm, I'm like, probably a lot of people where i don't necessarily have one place where i work and I yeah, mean, in my right. case it's usually like different places around the house like the kitchen table the living room or something like that but still like i'm just dreaming about ways that oh yeah i could i could use this in bed and then i can use this at the kitchen <laughs> table and i'd still have two screens and it would be yeah so i mean that to me is you know like lenovo is one of those companies that they'll make you know a bunch of laptops that companies will order 10,000 of for their fleets but then they use that money to like pour it into some weird crap mm-hmm. and then yeah. and like and this year it seemed like Lenovo had a lot of weird stuff that they wanted to show off like well, more than usual and and but do you feel that this is really super weird because I, we we were all
0: very excited about surface neo when we saw that right. as a concept.
2: It, yeah. Right. Um so I mean I it it's weird in that it's definitely non-traditional um right. but it's it's also like this you're um uh Salesforce is not going to order 10,000 of these no. so distribute to their, you're, you're, you're so,
0: absolutely that that's
2: fair. Yeah. 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 And uh like the one really cool thing that I thought about was like when you have that open like in laptop form where like the one screen is on the table and the other screen's up, if you touch mm-hmm. the screen with eight fingers. So if you just do like, you know, all fingers no thumbs, you just touch the screen, that's when the virtual keyboard appears. And then using those eight, eight fingers, you can either drag it down to the bottom So that, like, um, that's what you see right on the screen right now is the the virtual keyboard Keyboard on the the bottom. And at the top, you've got, like, little widgets, like Microsoft built widgets that show you, like, system performance or news or Mm -hmm. your Outlook inbox because it's Microsoft. Um, And then if you you take your eight fingers and you push them back up, then that keyboard moves off to the top and the entire bottom of the panel becomes one big trackpad. Um, And then you can.
0: That's nice.
2: And then you can kind of see it like I didn't spend a lot of time talking about this in the piece that you're showing. And by the way, thank you slash gear dot com slash uh, I don't know, slash gear dot com. And then I'm in there somewhere. But uh so you can you can like slide over on the side on the right side there. And there's like a little notepad thing that you can like jot down notes with the pen if you want. And then mm-hmm. those save to one note because, again, Microsoft, Microsoft, Uh but uh, <laughs> but so that was just like a handy little thing if you need to jot something down. But I was, just the and then you know you could, it comes with a keyboard and the stand so you can uh, you can flip around the stand so you can either stand it up so it's two screens side by side or two screens top and bottom. It's just yep. such a versatile thing that like it's yeah. it's you can use it to regardless of who you are or what your workflow is, you will find a way for this thing to work. Yep, right. Um, <laughs> and I think like. I- the one, the one Achilles heel that I can see is, is in that Bluetooth keyboard. Because it comes with the Bluetooth keyboard. Actually, mm-hmm. wait, does it come with it all the time? I think it does. I think they said it mm-hmm. was going to ship. Because, like, some of the stuff that I saw, like, well, depending on regional, maybe it'll be an accessory. Well, but anyway. they, like,
0: they like to do that with pens, too. <laughs> is some of their ThinkPad models are designed to really operate with the pen, and that comes included. And then sometimes right. it's, uh, well, as an optional accessory, you can spend another $100. Right.
2: But, um, but with this thing, um, the one Achilles heel that I can see is that Bluetooth keyboard because uh, going back to my X1 Fold review that I did for digital trends i don't know it was like two jobs ago anyway when i when i did the uh when i did the x1 fold uh that bluetooth keyboard was very prone to either dropped characters or doubled up characters so like you'll be writing i think that we're going to this is going to be a great laptop or something like that and so i just i asked them specifically about that and said you know have you made any optimizations to you know compensate for that and they're like well, it was two years ago, and a lot of advancements have been made then, since then. I'm like, so no,
3: <laughs> okay, no. yeah,
2: yeah. Um, but like, I, I can, I can see that it, being a potential. For, well, especially up. for
0: a business product, because it's like someone who's really relying on like a typing interface isn't really going to want to suffer that. And right. and I can only speak, you know, from my Microsoft experiences. The little Microsoft Bluetooth keyboards have been reasonably good at not mm-hmm. suffering those kinds of issues. The 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 picture that I have up right now is where the Bluetooth keyboard is on the screen and yep. they're doing the little widgets uh, on one screen and then you've got a full uh, laptop-style screen yep. above that. And this, to me... Because we've seen like Asus play with dual screen laptops where you have one main screen yep. and then like kind of a little ticker, not a ticker display like a MacBook, but sort of a strip screen above your keyboard. And so yeah. now that we just have dual display laptops, this idea makes so much more sense to me. Where you can have two full screens, you can have a little strip screen, you can have a Bluetooth keyboard, you can have a software keyboard. I, I really love this idea and, and Lenovo has done this really well of flexibility. It oh, yeah. will conform to what you need in the moment mm-hmm. that you need to use it. Does it does it wrap all the way behind where you can you can uh, use tablet one mode? screen in like a tablet mode? If I remember correctly, it's supposed to. Yeah, If I, it's a yoga. So yeah. Yeah, yeah would, it's a yoga. Um, oh, so I'm we'll just, do the 360 uh, hinge flip.
1: Yeah, so you can yeah. share, you know, you could work on one side, show the other side or whatever you want to do. Yeah, some, similar to the other yogas.
2: And also, like previous Yogas, it has the speakers built into the hinge um, so that regardless of which way the screen is facing, the speakers are always facing you, which is really cool. And um, I'm actually, as as it turns out, I wasn't planning this, but I'm actually broadcasting from a different Lenovo Yoga uh, because my main computer just decided to die while I was at CES and I threw it together with uh, uh, with. Uh, duct tape and bailing wire uh but i'm 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 actually using yoga with that with that rotating uh with that rotating hinge mechanism and it was surprisingly loud which is which is great like especially from a content consumption standpoint
1: nice yeah Yeah. i'm
0: really stoked to see some of this hardware now finding an actual like consumer outlet i mean because you know i'm i'm the nerd with both surface duos I love dual display. Dual display makes sense in my brain, and I, I, I'm very anxious about like folding plastic oh. screens, which yeah, see that one right there. Yep. Yeah, um, which which Lenovo has also been experimenting with um, sort of folding tablet plastic screens too. And I know we're getting better at making those things more durable, but mm-hmm. man, I, if I could just go two panels of glass, that makes me uh, feel a little a little more but, comfortable you from having I to agree. carry
1: extra extra monitors extra displays and stuff like that it just opens up so many capabilities. you know i would just say the fact that they built it in and you want two displays you want them you know vertical horizontal, you want a, an on display keyboard you want extra space it's very versatile and i really hope that the retail edition once it comes out all of the uh because mm-hmm. the one when i when i had a chance to play with it we had also at showstoppers um uh not sorry it was pepcom actually i think initially uh, there was a little bit of a delay and issue with the Bluetooth connectivity. That was my only other thing that I was worried about. You know, shows and events when you're trying to take your laptop and you're connecting. Oh Bluetooth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bluetooth connection always will end up basically. You know, it's notorious because everybody has their Bluetooth on. Everybody's yep. connected. Wi-Fi is all over the place. So uh, I'm sure in in more normal settings, it should be perfectly fine. But that Mm. was the exciting part for me. It's basically looking at it and uh, basically thinking of it as a surface, you know, the the Neo Mm -hmm. in real life happening, but then with a little bit of a Seuss influence going on into it.
0: And going all the way back too, because like I have been on board. I have been ready for this to be a consumer reality since Project Courier was being talked about, Mm, which means I'm old. Um, I do want to throw just <laughs> yes, to a question does. here for you two gents here in the, in the chat. This is coming from Dave Burns. How does yeah. Windows 11 take advantage of touch compared to Windows 10? I know that this was a focus, and I'd honestly like to try it. I've had great experiences on Windows 11 with operating system as more of a service. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but for both of you, because you've now been playing with sort of the bleeding edge of, like, Surface Laptop, Surface, Surface Pro, and now Lenovo dual Speaking display. Speaking of which.
2: <laughs> yep.
0: There it is. It's beautiful.
1: Okay. That, so since Adam look. brought it out, okay. So here's oh, the, mine with my rugged case. <laughs> oh, oh okay. here's, here's my go.
0: Surface lap- go, Laptop Go 2. <laughs> my student <laughs> laptop. <laughs> no, um, but seriously. So so both of you guys have had experiences with it. Uh, TK, just starting off, like what, what, because Windows 11 Looks really similar to Windows 10, but what would you say is sort of a defining difference between those two UIs?
1: I think it's just the fluidity of the UI elements and the tracking. I mean, at least we, one bo- and I both had a chance to play around with uh, some of the Surface laptops that were launched uh, not that long ago. And one of them is the Pro 9 that I was showing just a second ago. And uh, it's just the, the tracking, the finger tracking, the tra- uh, where it just shows the animation flow very smoothly, uh, the ability of actually previewing different tab- uh, tabs, as far as if you want to snap a window either to the right or the left, it's no longer just bring it up and put it, it's you can actually scroll through and all of that tracking does it working much better. And this is, I'm talking about just my finger, I'm not using the pen, um, mm-hmm. the ability of getting multiple, uh, it just feels more organized with you know tabs inside of Windows uh, Explorer, the ability of opening multiple tabs like we open them in browsers. So you don't have to have you know six different windows filling up your window. Mm-hmm. You just jump from yeah. one tab to the other. Um, I think those little simple things for me made things a little easier uh, as far as just overall daily activity. Also working in smaller form factors. And I'll bring this back. You know, this isn't the largest laptop as far as you're going to see, as far as the display and anything that helps us organize things better especially the windows explorer thing for me is just been a time saver not having to open multiple windows every single time and then having to basically cascade them over each other in case i want to transfer files from you know either an external a drive or a drive you know other thing it works really nice so for me it's yeah i'll say that it yeah uh, and i'm sure windows 11 will do great on uh, on the yoga because uh, that's literally 90 of percent what you're doing there it's touch interface with bluetooth
2: yeah uh, for me, I would say and this is not the probably not the answer that you're looking for but like honestly the best the the best improvement in the touch interface and in Windows 11 for me has been Windows knowing when to bring up the virtual keyboard. It seemed mm-hmm. like yeah. in Windows 10, like one of the biggest issues yeah. that I always had was like I would tap on a field and like nothing would happen until I tapped on the keyboard icon down on the system tray. And then it would come yep. up and I'm like, oh, here you are. And like now I'm moving on and now I have to close the keyboard. Like Windows 11 has gotten a lot smarter with that, which I mm-hmm. which I mm-hmm. very much appreciated because um, at Slash Gear, one of my primary duties is like editing. And when I get like a 3000 word you know feature that I need to edit I don't necessarily want to sit at a desk and lean forward and blah blah blah. So what I do is I, I pull it up on the surface and I lean back in my chair and I'm and I'm going through and I'm like, okay, so I need to change that and okay and just the having the keyboard pop up when it needed to be has been um game changing. As far as that type of workflow yeah. is concerned, um, another thing that I think Windows 11 and Windows 10 actually did this pretty well too was the uh, the pen input f- as a keyboard, like mm-hmm. when you're you know handwriting text and you know oh, it's, yeah. it's inserting the text. That is has been very slick for me, and I would say arguably between um, Apple's Scribble and like Samsung's. Whatever the hell they call it. And this, I'd say this is probably the most accurate, although I will have to yeah. direct you to my TikTok account where I posted a video of me trying to write the word theater. Over and over again and it would not figure out that I meant theater. And like I tried theater R E, I tried theater E R, <laughs> I tried like it was it was literally like forty five seconds of me trying to write the word theater and it would put in the wrong word and I would scratch it out and try again. <laughs> it's like so and you
0: want to say like, hey, you have enough AI processing to know I don't mean anteater. What right. are you doing?
2: <laughs> right. I I, I I keep forgetting like what words that it was uh, it was Substituting in, but it was hilarious. <laughs> like, and it was just, and like, I, I was having my son video this, and he was like laughing his ass off while I was trying to write this out, and it was just crazy. So, um I did eventually get the word theater to recognize um later on in nice. the day, not during that session. I think I had to, I had, I had, to, had to walk the AI away. In, I had to put the just... AI in timeout for a <laughs> minute. <And then>, um, <laughs> just, just Go rebuild think, the, li- it, rebuild the library. Please think about what please. you did. Th- yeah, think please. about your poor choices, AI
0: think about that and then get back to me go to the theater
2: to be fair scribble on apple and samsung they're both good but Mm -hmm. like I, i i just find that microsoft is tends to be the most accurate
0: hey folks are you getting bored of the current collection of tech and geek commentary on the internet is the discussion of new electronics feeling a bit stale do you want to find some fresh voices to add to your subscription queue check out the community on our glowing rectangles on reddit This subreddit was built to help new voices in the tech community find more audience, and we need your support. Sharing, commenting, and those precious, tasty upvotes. Reddit can radically help a content creator expand their reach. Do you know a producer who deserves more attention? Do you just want to find fun new stuff? Head on over to reddit.com slash r slash glowing rectangles and share or browse to your heart's content. Once again, reddit.com slash r slash glowing rectangles, and let's okay. build something cool together. I, I oh, think I've come to a place, especially after playing with the Surface Pro 9 SQ3, the mm-hmm. ARM-powered the arm Surface Pro. Oh, okay. Um, I, like, we're, we're, we're definitely in need of an SoC with a little more horsepower, because the mm-hmm. Surface Pro 9 can get kind of pokey when you're really hitting it hard with... Um, emulated x86 apps. Um, Mm. So a little more horsepower would be appreciated, but I think Microsoft is finally getting to that end run around every other operating system where if you want to load up some Linux apps, it loads directly in Windows 11 through a subsystem. If you want to load up some Android apps, it loads directly in a Windows subsystem. If you want to load... Windows apps, you can do that. x86 apps and x64 apps, it does that. Like it, it's 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 crazy to me to see how Windows 11 has become sort of a catch-all operating system as opposed to what we normally think of. You know, like you think of an iPad. Well, that is a very locked-down piece. Of tech you can't yeah. you can do ipad things on your ipad but if you need to do macbook mm-hmm. things then you need to pick up your macbook and here yeah. I, i've got this surface pro and it's like it's literally three computers in one and it's a good consumer tablet and it's a good laptop and um i'm, I'm hoping to see that kind of um that kind of synergy the opposite idea of lock-in for an ecosystem it's more Just openness embracing opening Absolutely. everything yeah. as an yeah, ecosystem yeah. Is, is really the trend I hope that we see continue with future iterations of Windows.
2: Yeah, no. I, I totally agree.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that was the biggest thing I enjoyed about the the Pro 9, or I'm still enjoying. So that I'm hoping to put out a video within a week or so now, kind of finalizing my experience. I've traveled with yeah. this three different times, and I've been using it on the go and truly trying to push the The functions of what I can do with a an arm based mm-hmm. Windows eleven and it has surprised me in every step so it's it's a very uh, nice, very nimble it, little it, it, piece it, of hardware. It,
0: it sometimes slows you down when you're trying yeah. to, like, load a photo editing app, but it still gets there. <laughs> uh, no, that's what I'm saying.
1: From from a minimalistic type of an approach, which I did very heavily on at CES this year, I did not take a single DSLR. I, I literally took the Pro 9 5G. I had three smartphones, which I have with me on the desk, yeah. my uh, Find N2, my Pixel, of course, for camera, and, of course, the video, X70 Pro+. Plus. Yeah. That was my that was, and then now I'm like all blurry. But no, that was my entire setup. It was very lean, and I, I purposely did it. I wanted to see can I hang with all of that. And then literally all of my stuff was either edited on the Pro Nine or right on the X70 Pro Plus and posted and managed. So
0: I'm telling, you, like, uh, like just trying to run and gun cover CES, yeah. man. Phone cameras are where it's at. Adam, what did Absolutely. what did you what did you carry? Because you were you were there for a more professional. Um, coverage like with slash gear. What what is your yeah. what is your pack look like now? What are, what are you using?
2: So I kept it. Uh, I kept I kept my show floor gear pretty minimal. I had the I had a Lenovo laptop. I've got like a, a TCL shoulder bag that I got with mm-hmm. one of the review units. You probably know what mm-hmm. I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, we, I so, think yeah, we yeah we all it. have it. So, so yeah, have it. I know. yeah, exactly. Um, so I've got uh, the Lenovo uh, uh, Z13 which mm-hmm. is a very nice. slim very compact uh laptop that fits in that shoulder bag. Oh, um, wow. I also I carried that with um the with the iPad mini cuz I had like my show maps on it so I knew like where the hell I was going on the show floor. And then uh for one day I carried around my old Canon uh T5i uh just for uh some nice. uh, I had a I had uh one-on-one time with the uh VW ID7 which is what I was there to cover. Oh, yeah. Um, so I had to, I had to get some nice, uh, nice shots. We're going to, we're so going to talk could...
0: about that specifically. Yeah, for sure.
2: Okay. Uh, so yeah, I, I took the camera around for one day, but otherwise, yeah, it was just that. And I had a uh, pixel seven and, um, the, uh, the iPhone 14 pro and, uh, and that was, that was pretty much it. Like I had the shoulder bag and the two phones and that, uh, that was the extent of my travel gear. I didn't carry any audio devices, which like Gave me cold sweats leading up to CES. Like, do I really not want to take the Zoom? I should take the Zoom. But then I'm like, no, seriously. Like, when am I going to have time to do podcast stuff? And And I I wasn't. As an
0: old school audio nerd, it breaks my heart that I have a Zoom and an Olympus uh, digital recorder that used to just be, like, bolted to my hip. Like, I never leave home without them. And lately it's been... This is a completely extraneous piece of hardware that I will almost certainly never need out in the field now.
2: Yeah, I also considered picking up uh, one of those, like the Rode Wireless Go 2 or yep. the Honeywell. Uh, yeah, exactly. I thought about picking up one of those for the show, but again, it came back to like, am I really going to have a chance to do audio stuff? And yeah. as it turns out, I wasn't. And as as it turns out, that might actually be a good thing because Anchor has a dual uh, uh, wireless uh, microphone system coming out in the next month or so that I nice. will be interested to check out. Right, Very, very, competitor, very much a competitor of the Rode Go 2. For sure. So, well, it, yeah. it,
0: it's become the sort of popular, I, I covered when Samson was the first to really put mm-hmm. out a consumer-facing mm-hmm. version of this idea. Then Comica came out with a pretty solid one, but yep, that's what's been most one. exciting um, is Rode Wireless Go 2 and newer setups having local storage.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, so I local would storage never is huge.
0: Never I would never have used my Samsung at CES because there's too much radio interference with yeah, all the Bluetooth exactly, and Wi Fi. Exactly. And now if I really need to rely on something for audio, I can record it locally and then import that and then work mm-hmm. on that audio from there. So again, yeah. if Anchor's going to be playing with something, they've been making some great earbuds and headphones. It would yeah. definitely be on my short list to take for a test drive.
2: And um, the Anchor will back. also have local recording as well, just yeah, it, it, i it,
0: At this point, I mean, because now it's Rode and DJI. I always get yeah. them yeah. reversed in my, in my brain that Joby <laughs> also has a wireless pair of microphones and they're pretty good mics, but they don't have local storage. Right. Saramonic has the
1: same thing. Uh, They have a decent one, but just again, no local storage, which I feel like is a big game changing experience, especially if you've ever, ever lost audio or you've had issues with your, you know, your camera, especially on the show floor. You're right. You record on the transmitter and that's it. It's on the storage and you can just download it later and use it. And And they're pretty good
0: have been so consistent that there have been a number of times where I've gone to interview or podcast and I don't even bother with the receiver. Oh, I just yeah. pop on the two yeah. transmitters, start oh, at yeah. roughly the same time, and then pull that audio later and I've just trusted that it's worked and it's been bulletproof. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I've been a big fan. But I want to get back to the show floor and yeah. uh, I kind of want to circle back because TK, um, you were checking out, I, I was following you on social media and just kind of you know sort of Piggybacking on your exploits there, um, what 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 were some of the uh, some of the gadgets that you walked away from going like okay this helps define what CES is looking like in twenty twenty three
1: for for me this year at least with with the general just overall technology uh, I kind of focused heavily on the on the main convention center I didn't go to the Venetian as much I didn't have a lot of things there I stayed in the se- uh, West Hall and the Central Hall trying to focus on a lot of tech um, I had a chance to stop by over by the folks over at uh, just Qualcomm showing off their car tech. Uh, looking over yeah. some of the really good battery gear coming up. Razer finally elevating the camera experience on a webcam to fully using a mobile, you know, sensor on a camera. Like who would have thought that made sense? Um, there's so there's a lot of little <laughs> incremental improvements done for me on uh, from from a technical perspective i also had an opportunity to check out a couple of things that one and i had uh, we've heard about before Lane, i actually got a chance to, to to work with the vivo x90 the vivo x90 pro and the vivo <laughs> x90 pro plus a trilogy now, of Vivo X90s, all. not all
0: from the same person either. It wasn't like no, you no, went no, to no. one Vivo person <laughs> and they had all three. You stalked people across I, I, the show uh, to individually uh, get hands on with
1: all three I, 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 will, I will say um a big thanks to Etabong for at, for the massive uh you know help there. Yeah, I. Uh, I I had a chance to play with the X90 and the X90 Pro for a very brief time, maybe a couple of hours, but the X90 Pro Plus, I got a chance to spend with about a day and a half.
3: And um,
1: so I have so much footage on the X90 Pro Plus that I transferred over to my X90, uh, to X70 Pro Plus on there. Mm. So, from a technical perspective and everything coming up, it's iterative. A lot of hardware coming up, like Samsung, um, short off their new gaming monitor. It's it, a newer generation of the big guy that I have in, uh, behind me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw some new battery techs, and we saw battery charging for home charging batteries and big, you know, roll away batteries and so on. Uh, Sony coming up with a brand new car that's going to be coming up very soon for us. Uh, I think pre-orders start in 2025. The PlayStation, yeah, I car definitely <laughs> feel that one. Uh, yeah, that's the worst I pun know, I could come up with. I just, um, no, I no, serious. It's it's been it's been crazy. Uh, there's a lot of so, different so things from different aspects.
0: You mentioned it, and there have been a bunch of people already asking questions in the comments and stuff. Android <laughs> nerds thirsty for BBK brands. I'm so jealous. TK got to play with the X90 Pro Plus. I, I mean, you need to give us some more impressions on what it's um, like. Because kind of, you were shooting it, it, using the X ninety Pro Plus means you're basically using a camera with a phone stapled to the back of absolutely, it. Absolutely, yes. And it, you're it, also in a situation where you're testing it under some pretty extreme lighting conditions: that, show floor lighting, nighttime lighting, perfect, and stuff like absolute, that.
1: Absolutely, that was the perfect time to, to test it out. Um, oh, yeah. The the, um, the 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 Optimus footage, uh, the the footage from uh, John Deere, mm-hmm. the the footage from like seriously, I. I initially meant to go and cover the show with the X70 Pro Plus. Juan and I, we've talked about this guy before. Already a champ, a massive performer, especially for low light. X70 X90 Pro Plus takes that to such an extreme level with uh like Dolby Vision, uh, the ability of just using the, the ultra-wide being such a reliable ultra-wide. It it's the the camera setup on the system is so versatile but also very easy and very run and gun. You don't have to second guess the system. You know how the footage is going to come out. What you see is what you get, which I don't know, sounds like a cheesy kind of thing, but in reality, that's how you know, that that's how well you trust the system. So exactly, all of the stuff that you see there, the images uh, with, you know, uh, jumping in into the uh, the LVCC, they're in the car. I was actually taking that. And and of course we have all the different options. And I kind of focused heavily on, you know fit tiktok and and as well as basically instagram for the coverage uh i did put one re- one short on youtube but i'll say the the experience with the x90 pro plus has been like no other device i've played with before i didn't play with the uh the Xiaomi 12s Ultra, so this was literally the first device i'm using that are utilizing some of the newer tech of uh, photography especially from vivo um, hopefully the X 90 pro plus uh, as well as the X 90 pro do come to the international market very soon. I want to be able to play with them. It has, um, I think it was like the o- origin of OS. It wasn't even running fun touch. So that was very much a Chinese edition of the, uh, the operating system. Uh, mm. but it was just so nice. I had a, like, it was a very hard, very, very, very hard thing for me to do is to give that phone back to E as, as, as he was getting ready to go. Cause it was just yeah. such a good phone and he had it in the red color. So I, uh I'm putting together a final reel um of why I loved the X90 Pro Plus. Uh that's going to be coming out on Instagram hopefully in the next few hours after the show is over here. Uh, so you'll get a chance to but yeah, like the car uh running on the phantom in there or even when I was stopped over our friends over at Nextstock, I I shot the whole thing. And I and the beautiful thing about it, I had I I shoot the content on the X90 Pro Plus vivo share it over to the x70 pro plus because all yeah. my accounts are set up here mm. with, with with that phone it would have taken time away from enjoying the phone if i wanted to sideload google play log into account do all of that yeah. for like a, a day and a half worth of usage so yeah, yeah it, it it's just Seriously, I I, <laughs> I want one. I want one. Yesterday, uh, I I would yeah, it, it's worth it if you're thinking about. It, and I think Barry, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> uh, Barry can attest to some of my uh, some of my longings for this device. Origin OS, yeah, exactly. Um, the writing they had it in there. The G didn't have the right letter under it. I kept calling it Orion OS, but <laughs> you see the G. No, because the, the the color scheme they used behind it for the for the red, they they labeled right. it red. It looked like Orion, <laughs> but it was like it's Origin OS, but yeah, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun and it was a super nice surprise to have at a show where I wasn't even planning on seeing that. I ran into him and he's like, dude, you want to bar? I'm like, Yeah. They're like, okay, yes. you can have it for a day. I'm like, Here you go. He right. reset it and hand it over. I was like, Yes,
2: that's rad. I'm glad <laughs> you got a really lot of good. chance to play good with man. it. Uh, yeah. I met up I met him with Brad over at Media Tech for like half an hour in between meetings and I was able yeah. to kind of like poke at the phone. And actually most of the time that I was using it, Michael Josh was, uh, nearby, uh, shooting his own footage of the, of the Vivo phone. So it's like, I didn't even mm. have, I couldn't even talk while I was doing it cause he was, you know, he was doing his thing, but I, I'm really glad that you got a chance to really dive into that because it seemed like it, it was a fly. It was a screamer. Like, it you is. know, you could, you could, there wasn't I couldn't find anything that I could do to like slow down that phone um, no. but again, I only had like half an hour it so
3: and
1: and the beautiful thing is that the one that you get a chance to play with brad which i had an opportunity as well probably a different yeah. time obviously um so that's running the brand new the, the 9200 for mediatek so exactly this yeah, is this exactly. is serious this is mediatek's second generation flagship processor that is just going toe-to-toe with some of the other options on the market and mm-hmm. that's the exciting part it's th- just the fluidity and all the camera gear the um the like I said, again, it, it was running a Chinese ROM, which limited certain things for us. But I think once we see the international versions of these devices, we'll be able to enjoy them even more. And I think yeah. that was the biggest thing. Like I said, uh, because we don't have nearby share, there are certain things that are not built in. But luckily, I had another Vivo with me, which was my main device, and <laughs> I was yeah. able to use Vivo share. I, I had the same issue when I was starting to use, let's say, devices like, you know, the FI- like Find N2 because they don't incorporate I, for yeah, Chinese I guess markets I'll they don't
0: Bluetooth send over 4K video to another <laughs> yeah. phone
1: I, I, was 4, I was shooting 4K I was shooting 4K 60 in Dolby Vision in certain aspects I was I wanted to test out the Dolby <laughs> um I was shooting uh, at at 1080p 60 on the front facing because that's the best we can get for some of the content yeah. but the overall um I I, 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 I it's a beautiful camera system. Well, and, and what I'm beautiful. excited
0: to see is the the split between the Pro and the Pro Plus is not yeah. as severe as it was yeah. for the X70. Yeah. Where yeah. same the primary sensor, if I'm not mistaken. Sensors, yeah. So that's yeah. that's what's exciting is a uh, Vivo has enough confidence in Mediatek's ISP. So again, the 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 top-of-the-line Pro Plus has the Snapdragon 8 Gen 2, and I think companies are a lot more familiar with image processing on Qualcomm hardware, but they're not minimizing the camera sensor size on the X90 Pro, and that was a really big deal between the X70 Pro and the X70 Pro Plus was how similar the uh, processing quality was yeah and same Cause,
1: co-processor cause, the v2 is also on the x90, uh, x90 And, and I, that
0: that's that's a big deal is like i think vivo is saying hey we know how to make a really good camera mm-hmm. and we can staple our camera expertise to any flavor of soc yeah. because right. lg couldn't pull that off the velvet with a qualcomm soc performed significantly different not better but it was a significant difference between the velvet with a MediaTek and the velvet with a Qualcomm. So, this yeah. to me is actually one of the other really exciting things is like if you go to a Vivo and you go to a Vivo X, you're not looking at a gaming phone, you're not looking at a productivity phone, you're looking at a, a baller camera content creating and low light monster. Mm. And you don't want to put an X, a Vivo X label on a phone that performs different. You know, even if it's really good, if you have an X uh, an X90 Pro and an X90 Pro Plus, and the photos don't look the same, that's gonna look cheesy. That's gonna look kind of gimmicky. So I'm I'm I'm, I again I'm I'm hoping we get some news on an international release soon. We we didn't get an X80 refresh at the end of last year, and that one-inch sensor has just been blowing my mind on the Xiaomi. And I yep. really want to see what, what Vivo's take on that is. And, of course, I can direct people to, to coverage of that phone right now. One, Mr. Barry Johnson, who's in Absolutely. the chat, yeah, 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 exactly. um, has already been spending some quality time with that phone. Um, he's been kind enough to offer, like, hey, Juan, if you want to take it for a spin, let me know. And you're like, dude, I, I wish I had the time. Uh, I don't want to take that phone out of your hands for too, too long. Um, right. But before we move on here, I also just want to shout out jman150 on Twitch has gifted a tier one sub to old Trev. Uh, so thank you very much for the uh, for the sub. And I appreciate you supporting not only supporting production on this channel, but then also spreading the love with some of the other people in the chat. That was very awesome of you, j And I really oh, yeah. appreciate it. So um, I, I, I said I wanted to, to talk about this and TK, you were talking about cars and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, our, 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 re- uh, resident, uh, slash gear or, I, I don't know. What do you, what do you guys call yourselves at slash gears? Are you, are you gearers? Are you gears? Are you, I, gears
2: I think of prob- war? Uh, I'd, I'd say <laughs>
0: probably like gearheads. you know, gearheads. Gearheads. Okay. Yeah. No, that's good. That's much better than my lame attempts at a joke. Right. Um, <laughs>
1: I would have gone with the gear
2: What,
1: what grinds your a gears? A lot of things are better yeah,
2: than your lame attempts at jokes. <laughs> yeah, you've you've listened to my show,
0: um, so <laughs> let me get this queued up here uh, because you got to you you got to uh, one of the reasons one of the main reasons why you were covering CES this year was this beauty which is uh, coming by way of Volkswagen. Um, mm-hmm. Why can't yeah, I get pull. my screen share? Come oh, on, hello, <laughs> hello, Adam. Oh, there yeah. we go. <laughs> So we can go from there. Volkswagen's next EV is the ID7 sedan with a 430 mile range from slashgear.com written by one Mr. Adam Dowd. So I was Hello. hoping you could maybe uh, <laughs> fill us in on some of the particulars because I've been really excited for traditional automobile manufacturers to really start driving EV manufacturing now.
2: Yeah. Um, funny enough, not really. Uh, this was actually <laughs> this was actually a soft launch uh, for the ID. Seven. This was basically just a reveal. I wasn't allowed to touch the car or open the door. Ah. Um, so really what you see is what you get here. Um, now, I do know a, a few details about, uh, you know, what's going to be coming. One of the things that they were very, uh, they were very key on uh, hyping up was the intelligent uh, sensing uh, environmental controls on the inside of the car, which okay. will, which will adjust airflow and adjust temperatures, based on the occupants like who's in the car uh what okay. direction the sun is coming from so like if you're driving you know north later in the day it's going to direct more air towards the left side of the car because that's going to be warmer <laughs> than the right i mean when you think about it it's it's one of those things it's like what took you so long um so uh <laughs> right. so there is some stuff like that but again i mean this is all like theoretical demos like we didn't Get a chance to actually test any of this. Um, One of the cool things about this particular ID seven was it had that that kind of urban camo paint job, but they used like forty different layers of um, electrochemical paint that allowed them to. like basically changed the color of the car. So they put on like this really cool light show inside, like an enclosed space where they could like get various panels of the car to light up with like different colors, you know, sync to music and stuff like that. And so the (laughs) colors are going back across the car and front across the car. I, you know, if I, if I thought about it, I could have sent you the video that I shot of it um, so that we could like play a little bit of it. But uh, I I think you kind of get the idea. It's, um, Again, this is a soft launch. They're going to be launching it for reels in, I think, April of this year. So, nice. so stay tuned for like all the all the cool stuff on the inside of the car and on the outside of the car. It's just a very it's a very slick looking car. And I think really the headline is the 700 kilometer range, which translates to about 430 miles, which is yeah, which is very good in the uh, in the electric vehicle space. I think. Based on what the CEO is saying, this is probably going to be more geared towards like a luxury sedan, so it'll probably okay. be higher in terms of price tag, which is mm-hmm. you know fine. <laughs> but yeah. well, I, I, um, yeah, I, I just had a question, real quick. Yeah. So, because I, I, I'm not as familiar
0: with the Volkswagen electric lineup and the ID series of, okay. of cars, what, how big is this thing? Because in one photo, it looked like it was. Kind of a competitor to like a, a Hyundai Ionic, and then this back view makes it look like it's a bit larger, sort of luxury car and longer. So it has and a long, it yeah, ha- longer wheelbase.
2: It has a three meter wheelbase, so it's about nine feet um, between the wheels, and it's a fifteen okay. meter ca- uh, total car Chassis, length, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah, so um, it's it's it is going to be fairly substantial on the inside, um, and uh, I. This is built on the same platform as something like the ID4, which is also actually very comfortable on the inside. Uh, my my wife and I are actually car shopping at the moment, and the ID4 is the leading <laughs> contend- contender, not just nice. because Volkswagen sent me to, the U- uh, to CES. And actually, I was really hoping, like in, in the back of my mind, I was kind of hoping that one of the execs would come up and say, oh, so you're looking at the ID4, huh? Here, take this card. And give this to your dealer, and they'll just give you the best price that that, that they can. But nobody did That'd that, unfortunately. Sweet. That yeah, would have been pretty that, sweet. That,
0: that, that that, been that's a not a thing. thing, unfortunately, with our dealer market. Right?
2: Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's not a thing. Uh, but anyway, uh, so... It, but it was cool because since I was there with VW, VW actually had like a fleet of cars available to take us to different places if we needed to. And I, uh, I got to ride in the ID4 quite a few times, both in the back seat and in the front seat. Um, and so I got a pretty good idea as to like what the comfort level is like inside the ID4, which is, you know, kind of important when you're buying a car.
0: Absolutely. Well, so, I mean, from, from riding around in it, is this, is this sort of, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming by your tone that mm-hmm. this has helped give a positive impression to your car shopping that this looks like the vehicle you might, you might choose.
2: It's, it's a leading contender for sure. There are a few EVs. We're, we're definitely going EV. We've made that decision. Um, and mm-hmm. there are a few EVs from like Chevy and, um, actually Hyundai has, has a oh. few, uh, uh, uh compelling <laughs> choices as well but there's a couple from chevy that we want to take a look at that aren't coming out until the summer so that's mm-hmm. the only oh, reason gotcha. we haven't like really you know committed that's definitely what we're buying um you know the blazer the blazer ev and the uh, not tahoe uh tacoma tacoma i don't know i'm not a car guy <laughs> which is really funny um, but yeah so chevy's got two of them that are coming out this summer that we want to take a look at before we really pull the trigger um, but yeah, the seven, I don't think it'll be a contender for us because we're looking more for SUV because, you know, we're suburban family people. So that's what we do. Gotcha. We drive SUVs. It's it's the law. So um, <laughs> so
0: but yeah, the it's ID7 not a state does, law either, which is weird. It's like a federal thing.
2: It is. So. I think it's actually a global law. Um, it's oh, it's, man. it's that's, from that's the. Rough. Uh, it's from the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the Illuminati, the Illumi- it's an Illuminati law. If you're living That, that in the was suburbs. a long,
0: that was a long walk to get to that punchline. Adam. It was,
2: it really was, <laughs> um, you know, come, come for the knowledge, save for the bad humor. <laughs> the uh, so yeah, it was, uh, but yeah, the ID seven does look compelling from what I could see about it. But the fact that I wasn't able to open the door does tend to change, um, yeah. does tend to, you know, I, I was hoping thing. that they
0: were like actually doing I, I don't know if like uh i think it was tesla way back in the day would mm-hmm. do like little short ride-alongs and stuff like that so i was hoping you yeah. actually got to like like I think they did know, uh some automated
1: um yeah. autonomous uh rides i think or something like with their local cab they did it a few years back uh but yeah. they still had their uh the tesla loop or the uh the convention loop that was still going on that was actually nice to try
2: you yeah, got a chance to yeah. get into one of those. I did, too. So, so I actually used that quite a bit, really. Yeah. It, really? It's, it really? saves you tons of fun. Yes. No, I mean, seriously. So you have to understand that the walk from the LVCC Central to the West Hall is it's... not an well, insignificant like, walk. I, I know is... that
0: the walk is like a 20-minute, 30-minute walk. What, I, what yeah. I mean, though, is like the dubious benefit of that project at any kind of scale.
2: At any kind of scale, yes, I 100% agree with you. But it was kind of cute to try it out a couple of times. My main use case for it was actually to get on there uh, heading heading west – uh, to mm-hmm. get away from the LVCC, so I could actually catch a rideshare at Resorts World. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually like no, no, my seriously, main that
1: that, that wasn't yeah. It's was like three times, six times the the multiplier effect on Uber is like crazy. Right. Oh okay. um, yeah. yeah. That, but yeah, for me, it was primarily going between West and Central. I think that was uh, I, I, saved me twenty I minutes each can't,
0: way. <laughs> can't believe you guys were, were using such a claustrophobic death trap uh, with any kind of regularity. Well, you can't and even I'm, I'm, like my... open the doors to get out if there's a problem.
2: I wore my mask every time I wrote it just because I knew it would piss Elon off. <laughs> <laughs> ah, he's, watching
1: the, he's watching the footage now. I was like, dang it, he wore the mask. Um, I was actually... <laughs> I was surprised when I, when I first got into it is that it wasn't fully autonomous. I thought for some reason being that it was, no, it actually it was it's just supposed a regular, to be, it's supposed to be, yeah. there's it's, no it's way you really...
0: can count on full, full autonomy when there is no ability to, to escape safely <laughs> escape or okay. maintenance, or if there's a problem and one of the cars wigs out because it's fully autonomous, you yeah. have trapped all of those people In that
2: that tunnel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. But at the same time, I agree with TK. This is a controlled environment. This is about as good as it's going to get. Now, I was told I was I was sent a document on Twitter uh, uh, (laughs) from someone on Twitter that supposedly showed that the fire department would not allow autonomous vehicles in those tunnels as part of the permitting process. I mean, that that make sense. I haven't verified that that's actually the actual document, but uh, But it it does make sense. I I
0: completely, I mean, again, that that to me is not an outlandish, like, oh, the state's interfering with private industry, blah, blah, blah. No, No. it's a giant hole in the ground with cars going through it with no safety apparatus or ability. I mean, like, if you build a subway, you don't build a tube. That the train goes in, you build an entire infrastructure of tracks and pipes and tunnels and maintenance corridors and ducts. And that way, if something happens, you can save everyone's life. I agree. You don't just
2: bore a hole
0: in the ground
2: and go, go fast. But at the same (laughs) time... But, at the same time at the, while this is all happening, Elon Musk is charging customers that are spent like tens of thousands of dollars on cars, an extra ten or fifteen thousand dollars just to sign up for their full self driving beta test. Meanwhile, yeah. he can't make a car drive one mile through one lane with no other <laughs> people by itself where's yep. the logic there i mean like yeah. that's that's the part that I cannot wrap my head around safety fine i get it but at the same time like <laughs> if if it's safe enough to drive out in the real world it's safe enough to drive through a single tunnel single file
1: single file I, well-controlled I, I conclude, program
0: absolutely no it, I, I, mean, I seriously completely disagree but that's, okay, that's, that's not
2: really the point of the podcast
0: <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's 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 because <laughs> it's only one component. You can say that the car is updated to this or that, and then look at how many times uh, you just see, like, a gas-powered car just broken down on the side of the road or someone sure. wasn't paying attention and they ran out of gas or any any number of human elements that can, that can clog up uh, a, a single lane of traffic in the sort of real, normal world that we have with freeways and stuff. If you don't have an infrastructure... Around your tunnel, to fix a problem, you are dooming the tunnel and everyone inside and
2: of all it all <laughs> the
1: no no, no, absolutely but for, for me like even even if it 's not even autonomous, if you think about it, they could have built. Just like a, a, I would say a basically track. A, a track and have the cars sitting <laughs> yeah. in them, and people just get in the car and get out the car the other side that would have been more if you, functional if
0: you, if you just just build like, like a Disneyland okay, so ride right on, you jump on, on. Let, let, yeah. me, let me let me let me try and like imagine what you're talking about so so now we put like some type of seating arrangement in an enclosed yeah. vehicle, and then you put that vehicle on tracks right and people yeah. can just get on and off
2: wait that's really I think interesting I see where you're going with this. Yeah, that's yeah. that's really cool. If, if and you know It's called Magic Mountain, that,
0: my friend. It's called you
2: know what? it's called Disneyland. You wouldn't even It's be called the subway. A, <laughs> you wouldn't be limited <laughs> to a car form factor. You could actually stretch out longer cars. Like, I don't know. If oh, it, it, wait, actually, what if we made it built them in segments so that they could yes. actually go and around? That, that way, yeah. that,
0: so you could you could handle curves better too. Right? Oh yeah, my I god! I think we're really onto something here. I, 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 I'm, I'm obviously an
2: underground bus system, maybe. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like a
0: bus. I don't know if you guys remember. Um, God, it was just like it was like a year after Uber had really started operating at scale. So this is a little while ago. There yeah. was a Silicon Valley startup that was going to revolutionize how people commuted because they noticed there were a lot of these traffic patterns where people would live in one place and go to work in an urban center. So instead of like Uber, which is really inefficient, it's like a taxi, it's one car for usually right. one or two occupants, that's not great. What we're going to do is we're going to make these these vehicles, these larger van-like vehicles on pre-planned routes. And oh. then you would just pay a subscription to like an Uber-like service and you could get a, get on at one point and you could get off on another. And this was like... Huge headlines. I mean, I'm serious. Like all of the tech mm-hmm. press were like, "This startup is going to revolutionize how people commute." Blah 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 blah. And it took one joke on Twitter they from someone a bus. screenshotting it, saying, "You just invented the bus." <laughs> for the entire startup to completely
2: crater. No kidding. You know what's funny? <laughs> I, I've actually
1: predetermined bus to a the subscription.
2: <laughs> let, let's go on a tangent yeah. here. I've actually had thoughts about like, <laughs> like somewhere between a bus and an uber where like it would go on predetermined routes but it would also divert into like side streets to actually pick you up at your home yeah and then it would like you know divert other ways to go you know to drop like a shuttle service so it'd be like it would be like a like a hybrid bus shuttle service and i like i could get on board with something like that oh totally Um,
0: and I, we, and I think that's yeah. what, like, Uber was trying to do, but I don't know anyone that does, like, Uber as any kind of ride share. Yeah. Like, uh, Uber
1: pool was, was big before the pandemic, but I think that's the problem is now more people preferring to be by themselves and not have, you know. Like, the, the one thing with the rides on, uh, the, uh, the the loop that bothered me a little bit was the fact that it wasn't per- private. you were actually right. grouped with other people. Yep. yep. So they always ran a full car, and I was like, I didn't sign, I didn't sign up for that. But I was like, I was making sure I was like, you know, they're, they're, luckily the people that were at, when we were a full car, um, they were they were staying to their side. I was staying to my side in the back seat, but it was still uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, I got in a car with like a whole bunch of people. I didn't really want to uh, to jump in the car there, and I just dropped <laughs> something on the floor again. As oh, I TK,
0: I, I know, like Elon is working so hard to separate himself from like the filthy pores, but you know. Occasionally, you just got to mix it up with other people, man. It, it's, so it's a thing. So can we use
2: we this? Friends. Can we use this opportunity to segue over to another company that I saw at CES? That Heck yes, they we weren't, can. They weren't actually they weren't actually participating in CES, but they're headquartered in Las Vegas, and they have kind of a similar thought process when it comes to like personal transportation i went to go see a company called halo.car which is right now as they exist they are an electric vehicle rental company so you you go to their website you say i'm at the venetian i want to i want to rent a car they will bring a car to you get out hand you the keys and say go And there's a, there's a piece coming on this on slash gear later this week. So keep an eye, keep an eye out. But, um, what, so what they're doing though is, and this is the really interesting part is right now they have a driver that will bring you the car, hand you the keys and say, go. But there is a small area of downtown Las Vegas where they will deliver the car to you via remote pilot.
0: Just a quick interjection here, folks. I love highlighting good work and talented people, producers and writers who deserve more attention. So here's a quick word from someone making cool stuff on the internet, and I hope you check out what they have to offer.
2: Hey everyone, Adam Dowd here, host of the Benefit of a Dowd podcast. The what now? It's my brand new podcast, and it will be filled with the biggest news of the week, interviews with tech insiders, gadget reviews, featured stories, you name it, I'll do it. No, I mean literally. This is a new thing, so it can be anything we want it to be. So head on over to Benefitofadoubt.com to subscribe. That's Benefitofadoubt.com spelled D-O-U-D, to find my written articles and to subscribe. I hope to hear from you soon, and I hope you'll give me the benefit of The Doubt. They have a whole system set up. With off-the-shelf parts. I mean, seriously, they have a Logitech steering wheel and Logitech um, pedals (laughs) and an an Elgato stream deck that um, allows them to remotely pilot the car to wherever it needs to go. And right now, there's, like I said, there's a small area in downtown where they can do this. Um, And and they are currently in their I think they're in their second phase. There's like a four phase system where they're rolling this out along with the city of Las Vegas, where uh, right now they're in their second phase where the car still has a safety driver,
0: um, Mm -hmm. you know,
2: that doesn't touch the wheel. And I was able to ride along in a very, a very short ride with a safety driver and being remotely piloted. Um, but like phase three, they're going to be uh, doing like a chase car with like a remote shut off button just in case something goes wrong. And then when they hit phase four, which I think they said would be possibly later this year, it will be completely hey. remote piloted. And so the uh, uh, the opportunities here are obvious. Like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. you can just get a car anywhere you want, leave a car anywhere you want, and it just goes along its way. And, um we're and, back
1: into yeah. <laughs> Welcome, scooters.
2: Right. Um. And and like and when it comes to like a cost benefit, like the the cost isn't that bad. It's like fifteen bucks an hour to rent the car, to, uh. With, and they cap you at eight hours, so I think it's like ninety dollars or something like that. The math isn't working out. I, I I can't math right now, but um, it's like fifteen bucks an hour and they cap you at a certain number of hours, so it's not that bad if you wanted to do like a yeah, day or uh, like a full on their day site or right like now. That.
0: They're they're saying eighty dollars a day.
2: Oh, eighty dollars a day is is where they cap yeah. it. So, um, you know, and you can and it's like a fully electronic electric vehicle, and you can like you can really just try it out. But I think yeah, the, yeah. the really cool part is the remote piloting to you, and just the fact that they use all these off off the shelf mm-hmm. components. Um, if I sent you like a picture, did you want to take a look? <laughs> like I can send you a picture well, I, of like one. I've of got the, the website
0: setups. up right now. We've just been kind of scrubbing through that. It's it's. Uh, to me, that's a really interesting hook for a new type of rental service where you don't have to go to a hub and pick out the car and walk around it. Right. You just kind of drop it off for you is, is kind of huge. Um, but But again, it's cracking me up that like... You know, we, we, we joke about, like, latency and lag in,
1: in no, like video games. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> in yeah. the car. <laughs> and You didn't get that thing. And you there's that one second, middle of second delay. And you're like, oh, okay, I'll, I guess I get
2: Right. right. And <laughs> what's funny is, like, you know, you, you complain about... uh latency when you're playing video games when you're when you're driving a car it's totally cool it's totally chill um but no so what they're doing is they have a they have a service provider that actually uses all three at&t t-mobile and verizon um uh signals and they just Mm -hmm. basically pick the best one where they happen to be you'd have to so yeah Yeah. i mean that's that's basically kind of how that works um but you need like
0: that Uber redundant not Uber is in the car company you'd need that ultra <laughs> yeah, redundancy ultra that at no point could the car ever possibly fall out of communication with the data network right um, and
2: even if it does even there's like a threshold that the communication has to be at and if it ever falls below that threshold the mm-hmm. car just executes an emergency stop and, oh, yeah, and like a, a, a fairly you know, a short, and you know, there's signs on the back that say, don't follow too closely, you know, that type of stuff. Sure. So, um, it can I'm it working can from home, too. It's yeah, it, it, sorry,
1: I had I to <laughs> don't follow too closely. I'm working from home, I, right? I'm exactly. driving this car. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. Um,
2: but <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's just really cool, like, and I like so. One of the one of their founding philosophies is something that I've been thinking about for years is that, like, when you buy a car it sits for 23 hours a day. It just does yeah. nothing. And so just having the, having the ability to have a car, and I think that's what autonomous cars are kind of driving towards, is let's make our cars more useful when you're not using them. And yeah. and, and so this that's what this company is trying to, they're trying to bridge the gap between where we are now and when we have full autonomy and, and we can just let cars go do whatever it is Other they do. Us, yeah. yeah um and you know one of the things that he was saying was you know eventually we want to get to a point where you know we drive our car to the train station and then we say okay i want to earn money while i'm at work boop you push a button and the car just goes and drives off and earns money in various ways while it's uh while you're you know while you're while you're sitting at work and then it comes back to you when you need it Um, so i mean yeah
0: like a a time burns is well, Dave Burns is writing about, I'm a big fan of those leave the car somewhere in the city and just have a rental fob kinds of services. Yeah, like a zip uh, car I can't remember kind of the name thing. of any... Zip car, thank you. Zip I car. couldn't remember the name yeah. of, of that service. And again, it's like we're taking these little baby steps in really novel ways. But it just again, the thing that cracks me up is, yeah, you wouldn't really need to reinvent how do you control a car. Like mm-hmm. we do have really good... <laughs> <laughs> like well, digital so, representations of uh, and like qualcomm was showing their
1: well yeah but really so well. qualcomm was showing also some of their tech for auto, uh, autonomy that was the demo i got a chance to write in it was basically a, a retrofitted lincoln with uh the qualcomm yeah. tech to kind of show oh, how they do the tracking and so it we're getting to the point i actually flat out asked the guy in the car i said is this something? Do you see this at some point? Somebody maybe wanting to retrofit their car, like a DIY type of a solution, because the car that we were in wasn't made as an uh, as an uh, as an autonomous car. They okay. retrofitted it with the cameras, with the the sensors, and all of that. And the reality is, he said, "Yeah, I can imagine it being something people could do. Obviously, not easily, like just plug in this this box into your car and boom." Right. But that's the, the, at some point we are going to get to the, at where our cars need to be able to do more, even if it's, like you said, share, ride share, or even running and using some of the compute power to maybe crunch or do some processing for you when you're not using it. Because our cars are, you know, giant <laughs> smartphones.
2: I want to run SETI <laughs> off my car when it's sitting in my driveway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but the, yeah, and, and, the, and the video that Juan's showing right there, yeah, all of the sensors that you see there, yeah, well, no, uh, the I'm antennas have to on the back.
0: Like screen share here Hold yeah on yeah no and so they wouldn't That's let me film
1: working. in that car but later on i was able to go to their show floor in the west in the west hall we're actually pretty close to john deere and they showed all the the custom uh basically the ui elements and the tracking information the categorization of cars the vehicles uh the tracking of just signals changing signals from one side to the other was crazy and they did a demo for us we were here in the car but for me it's, it's the fact that it's tech like this that's becoming more uh, accessible and we are going to see more and more cars even standard gasoline based cars having these yeah. features not just electric vehicles yeah. that we've seen so far well, i think yeah. that's, that's the exciting the, part
0: the the most difficult hurdle to get over is mm-hmm. i don't think we can have true autonomy so long as human operators are not communicating with self-driving cars and and i've had this thought for a while but you could plug you know like a very short range we we had um a, a piece of wireless spectrum that mm-hmm. just recently got resold for for phones and for communication but it was oh, dedicated yeah. um to uh I, I forget what frequency it was at now it i think it was the 700 wasn't it
1: wasn't it the well, 700 that, spectrum there was, was something this?
0: a little different though cuz it was set aside just for oh sort of okay. uh, ultra wide band style, uh, communication between cars mm-hmm. and then no company ever really made anything for that. And so it just got reabsorbed in the last like uh, spectrum mm. buy off okay. or sell off I should say. Um, but until what I do in a car is broadcast to other cars around me, we, I don't think a computer can anticipate human, irregular behavior. Oh, no, absolutely. Like a hive right. mentality right.
1: where right. they be able to communicate from yeah. each other and well, learn, but then also, like, oh,
0: Yo, you need to go, I can go after it. You're right. It, we need that system and, and set up. And to have the domino effect, because the biggest problem that we have on freeway driving is someone does something unexpected. The car behind them has to brake a little bit more aggressively than what was anticipated. And that right. ripple can can last, like, two or three miles mm-hmm. on California roads. Mm-hmm. So if you had a system where something immediately happens in front of you and then a chain reaction of signals are sent out to all of the self-driving cars, then those cars can better anticipate and there will be less of a traffic What will down. have
2: to happen, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I so
0: I, I and, and really, at some point, we talk to insurance companies and we say, hey, I'm going to be trying to do this. I have to plug something into my car. This should be safer for the roads. That should give me a break on my car insurance. Like, mm-hmm. we need to make the infrastructure sort of more... Uh, 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 attainable for yeah. consumers who won't have self-driving cars, but still need to participate. Hmm. Um, the only other solutions that I've seen are people saying, "Like, hey, what we could do is carve up all of our city streets and put in sensors and broadcasting and and like data infrastructure." And you're like, "That's never going to happen. We can't yeah, even get fiber to home." Yeah, it makes more sense to just outfit all of the other the cars. cars on the roads with the little computer plug-in things that I already Mm -hmm. use to track my mileage. (laughs) Well, actually, if if
1: you think about it, um, Google already kind of uses something similar to this with their navigation software. Mm -hmm. They learn from people being stuck in traffic and it starts telling people... Mm -hmm. I mean, this is uh, the... This is ingenious because they give a free service that everybody loves to use. But in reality, when you get stuck in traffic, you're telling everybody else, hey, there's traffic in this road. Use something around it or your route's going to be a little yeah. bit My slower. My loss is your
2: gain. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. No. And, sure. But I think yeah.
1: um, to a Damn certain point, socialist. <laughs> I, I want to see that tech <laughs>
2: improve. <laughs> the
1: biggest limit that I found so far with the existing tech that we have, which I don't think uh, I asked this gentleman from, from Qualcomm, They haven't still done any kind of improvement on, um, I want to call basically, you know, like the ladder in the road or the tire in the road or that thing on the road that we typically will try to avoid. Mm -hmm. At this point, with the existing ecosystems that we have, even with the Qualcomm system, they don't recognize that. My Tesla doesn't recognize Mm -hmm. that there is a piece of tire in front of me as I'm driving. It just drives over it if I don't see it and go around. Yeah. We need to get better at that level of tech because that could, all, those are the little incidentals that you were talking about, one. If somebody for some reason drops a ladder and your car doesn't recognize yeah. a ladder on the road and then you go over it, and now you're causing
0: the delay. And um, it's it's so difficult because we need to be able to train models where, the, you know, obviously if it's something like a cinder block falls off mm-hmm. the back of a truck, you want exactly, your yeah. car to react to that right. and exactly. avoid that because that's a dangerous obstacle. But you also don't want the car to freak out if something someone dropped like a Trader Joe's shopping bag. You're like, you don't know, <laughs> we, we're so or far from the, lemon that. Yeah. Yeah. We're so far from our car being able to make good choices in yeah. the severity of the response. Yeah. Because going over a cinder block is dangerous enough that you would want to. Make a scene in traffic. And then hopefully other people will break behind you, and no one else will go we'll over the cinder, cinder block. block. Yeah. that's what I but yeah. you and that's, don't the want things. your car to react the same way if it's something like a plastic shopping bag right. that that would be way too dangerous for all of the traffic around you to have your car freak out about that. It's yeah. it, it's that kind of stuff that, like, you, you think of the challenge like, okay, well, I want a car that can drive by itself. Cool. I, I, I grew up watching Knight Rider. It shouldn't be that hard. And then you think about every single moment-to-moment decision you make operating a motor vehicle, and you're like, this is impossible. <laughs> this is functionally <laughs> not possible until I have a computer that can literally outthink me. And at that point, why would I even leave the house? Yeah, like, right, I, exactly. I'm, I'm just basically just send, send a matrix car. battery Plug me into a giant bottle of goo. I was gonna go. Me... I was gonna
2: go more like Wally type. Uh, oh yeah, this is the oh, floating yeah, chair. Yeah, 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 we all yeah, just sat flo- chair. Floating chair. But uh... so uh, can we trans? <laughs> can we transition? Since we're talking about Snapdragon, can we transition over to the other thing that Snapdragon rolled out at well, CES? I, that, that see, that I, I can tell one. that you you host your own podcast.
0: Yeah. Because uh, I, I was going <laughs> to say, hey, now that TK was talking about Qualcomm gear. Um, Mr. Adam Dowd uh, also got to play with some Qualcomm gear. Uh, I could not get myself of, into that on, the, on of, that, of, that of tour a, of a phone that does really cool things for emergency situations.
2: Yes, yeah. So, um, so Qualcomm introduced what it's calling Qualcomm Satellite, which is the ability for a Snapdragon 8 Gen 2. Bearing phone to communicate with iridium satellites, which are low orbiting, low Earth orbit satellites that are co- basically cover the entire planet. And Qualcomm is br- bringing what it's calling pole to pole messaging, which is the north everything from the north pole to the south pole and everything in between, which is the whole planet. So, um, Apple this past fall introduced uh, the. Emergency SOS satellite. If you have an iPhone 14 and you're stuck out in the middle of the woods or out in the middle of a desert and you don't have a signal, you can send for help. And over a period of a few minutes, you can send a predetermined text message. I am at such and such coordinates. Here is how I'm feeling. Here's what's happening. Someone please come get me. And that will go to emergency services. Very valuable. Well, Qualcomm said, hold my beer and (laughs) rolled out out this uh, basically what is essentially the same service, but instead of it taking several minutes to deploy a message, it can do it in seconds. I mean, and literally like three to five seconds to send off a message to emergency services if necessary. But in another step above that, you can also do any kind of two-way messaging with anybody In the world. So you can be out in the middle of the ocean and you can text your wife saying, wish you were here. And (laughs) and that's kind of like the really, really cool part. And there's there's a couple different layers here. Um, The Mm -hmm. emergency services are going to be handled by Qualcomm and Garmin uh, because Garmin has an in reach service, which uh, you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can do a subscription for and, you know, if you get lost or something, you can send an emergency message via satellite similar to what you can do with Apple. But then uh, Qualcomm stopped just short of saying everybody with uh, with a with a Snapdragon 8 Gen 2 phone will be able to do this two way messaging because they are going to leave that up to the manufacturers as to how they as to how they implement that, which I mean, as as Juan and I were kind of chatting off air. OEMs are almost certainly going to screw this up, at least in the first batch of phones. Oh, for sure. Oh, guaranteed. Yeah. But I I still think within, probably within the next year and a half, two years, give or take, this will probably become like a normal thing that everybody can do. Probably also iPhone users as well, Well, to be honest.
0: Well, and also to, to, to ask, because this is the one thing I wasn't quite clear reading through some of the press releases, and you seem to get a little bit more info just from the... The, the PDF that I got. Yeah. Is this already baked into their new modem? And then it's just a licensing agreement that uh, uh, an ODM would have to could sign be. up for? Or is it like a separate little bit of column A
2: little, bit of, a little column bit of column A a little bit of column B. Okay, okay, okay. So it is built into the modem. the The communications capability is built into the modem. But the um the radio frequency uh equipment that you would need to communicate on the band which i want to say was somewhere around the 1600 megahertz if i yeah, remember yeah, yeah, correctly yeah. uh that is not one of the standard uh 3gpp i believe is what it's called um mm-hmm. frequencies that normally go with uh with with cellular technology. So okay. you would need to have those RF bands built into the phone in order for gotcha. it to work. So you could crack open like um what's a like a, a Samsung Galaxy S23. Mm -hmm. um you could probably crack that open and see the modem in there but it probably won't have the radio equipment that it needs to communicate with the satellite or the antennas or
0: anything like that that would work on right so they're they
2: anticipate that we'll probably start to see phones that can handle this probably around the second half of 2023 because they just rolled out this stuff but they're already working with some oems to make it work so i'm sure i would actually be kind of surprised if Samsung wasn't on board that train, but I think it would probably be like you'd probably be looking at like the Fold Five rather than the like the the S twenty three because I think there's just yeah. I think by the time Qualcomm came up with all of this, most of the phones that are going to come out in in Q one and yeah. Q two were probably so far along in development well they they didn't have the capability to like cram in more radios just to and, and what uh, we're seeing because because I have mom, the IQ.
0: Aiku... I have the iQ11, and what we've seen some of the early links on, uh, leaks on the S23s. It kind of mm-hmm. seems like the running theme of first half of 2023 is going to be a bit more um, mainstreamed, <clears throat> not 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 watered down, but streamlined, mm-hmm. nice phones. So instead yeah. of like really trying to rock everyone's socks with like twelve hundred dollar Uber phones. Um, they 're all going down to like what where 's like apple 's weakest product segment it 's in four to six hundred dollars right so that to me does not speak of a phone manufacturer looking to spend a lot of money on r and d wiring antennas and dealing with different radio technologies mm-hmm. that yep. to me s- speaks of later in the year <laughs> we can do like a a, a super phone. Um, with like the refreshed components halfway through, and then maybe we'll see a little bit more room dedicated to additional
2: radio I, technology. I,
1: I wonder if this type of technology would work when you're on a plane though.
2: That's a good question, actually. And I, I middle, nobody asked that question. You know
1: what I mean? Like in middle of nowhere, oh, yeah. you're flying from one continent to the other. Uh, obviously there is internet, there's satellite internet, which is technically what yeah. you're kind of piggybacking off of. Mm-hmm. I would, I, I, you know what, I, I may send that question, in, but you know, seriously, like yeah, that's for me, that because you are able to have more of a conversation, it is faster. It's not, you know, three to five, three to five minutes. So the, the approach to this, which I feel like even the airline industry, mobility, transfer, uh, traveling, yeah. especially for people that love to go out and, you know, like you said, I'm on a boat, you know, wish you were here type of an experience. Yeah. Um, It, it now, would save lives, especially for people that, you know, we always hear in California, a lot of people like will find uh, that are lost, or they, oh they, yeah, you know, they got separated from their group going hiking, and then mm-hmm. you know don't find them for days. So yeah, I, things like that.
2: Can I hit you guys with a stat? Sure. So, uh, so this is this is this came from Iridium, and I'm inclined to believe it, and I will tell you why in a second. But 85% of the planet lacks cellular coverage of any that makes of sense. any kind that makes and sense. Yeah. and and the reason it makes sense is because 70 percent of the planet is water <laughs> so yeah. um so when you like when you do that math you're like okay so the last 15 percent is like siberia and northern canada and you know the mojave desert and stuff like that so and i mean really
0: stretches of just rural areas across the country yeah yeah for right sure.
2: Right. And so, you know, something like this, you know, you you automatically go to like middle of the ocean or, you know, middle of a desert or something. But I mean, you could be in the woods in Nebraska and not have cellular coverage. And, you know, and if you fall and break your leg, you can you can you'll be able to say you're you're done. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um,
0: Without some way of communicating, you're dead. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, oh my so this this could very well be a literal lifesaver, and I'm sure. I'm positive when we get the iPhone 15, the at least two minutes of the initial presentation will be dedicated to people whose lives have been saved by yes, satellite communication. Absolutely. I'm positive that's going to happen. Uh, but, uh, but like I like I said, I like how Qualcomm is going just one extra step. And allowing, Mm -hmm. like, actual just two-way messaging, like, you know... Like you would, and, and in terms of the airplane, I kind of wonder like, at, at the one t- hand, it makes sense, but at the other hand, when you're in a plane, you don't exactly have a clear view of the sky because you're kind of yeah. in a metal tube. So I yes, could sir. see maybe that might be actually uh, kind of a problem. But I think there's well, so many other ways to communicate on a plane. I think we're probably okay in that regard.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 would, I would wonder if there's also some issue with external radio communications en masse. So, if you had a whole bunch of people trying to do satellite stuff while you're on you know, a plane? I, I, yeah, like, <laughs> I feel like Wi Fi is acceptable because Wi Fi exists in its own sort of narrow field, and the plane mm-hmm. is doing its external communications to provide you that Wi Fi signal internally. And I right. wonder if there would be too much interference with navigation systems and the plane's communication That's true. systems. If everyone is trying to reach out to their own satellite, but I just want to point this out, Adam. And yep. One of the reasons why this tech will probably fail um, is because in this photo that you shared, the phone that they're using to test it on has bezels, and that <laughs> made me throw up in my mouth.
2: It was refer- so, It was a reference device, dude. Get over
0: it. See, so no, Adam, you can't <laughs> have just- any type of functional being able to hold the phone and not interact with the screen space. Um that is disgusting and oh, I can't you believe see the
2: back of the phone. You, you <laughs>
0: shared a link with a phone that has bezels on it. You so should see the back of the phone. Obviously this, this won't be as good and <laughs> right. no one should ever buy anything new and right. this tech has already failed. So Oh
2: I should that's, also that's, point out I should also point out that Qualcomm <laughs> mentioned that this is probably going to be a flagship tier de, uh device service. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, at least initially, but they could see situations down the road where this could like navigate down to the to the medium, uh, it, to the mid range. It, it's
0: it's got to be so much like because um, where, where, where did we go split modem? That was Snapdragon 865. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't make a lot. Of, unfortunately, from a from a manufacturing and profitability, I, I don't mean in terms of what would be nice to give consumers, but it really doesn't make sense to put the most expensive modem in yeah. Qualcomm's lineup and design right. that phone around really expensive proprietary, not proprietary, but but single-use types of antennas Reused. and radios and yeah. stuff like that. Totally. Uh, unfortunately, that amount of machining and engineering and, and, and RF guidance mm-hmm. absolutely doesn't work if you're going to then flip the phone for $200 MSRP where it's free on contract. That, that that phone unfortunately doesn't exist.
2: Yeah. And also let me also temper ex- expectations by saying I saw a demo. <laughs> so <laughs> this you know this was in the hands of Qualcomm and they probably had a pretty good idea of how it was going to work before they brought a bus full of journalists out to the middle of a desert sure. to test it out. So I mean this was a demo we'll see how it actually works <laughs> in real life. So temper your expectations in that regard as well, but uh, but yeah it by it was not by far uh, by far the most uh the the clumsiest demo that i saw while i was at ces so that it's got that going for it what was the clumsiest um i would say so there's a company that i went to go see just because when i tell you when i tell you what they are you're gonna be like of course you went to go see them uh it's a company called displaced tv which um Mm -hmm. is a they they built a 55 inch pretty much bezel-less tv i mean it has a teeny tiny little itty bitty bezel um it's Mm -hmm. basically a box that um is entirely wireless because it's powered it's powered it's powered by four different batteries that are hot swappable and um you mount it to the wall with a vacuum you or with its own internal vacuum you basically vacuum suck it to the wall and um and and when you think about it like okay. installing a tv is a pain in the butt in just about every respect you that know, is such can... an
0: infomercial pitch right there has it this is. ever happened to you to black white footage of someone trying to awkwardly um... <laughs> mount a tv on a wall and i just can't get it to hook so... on and i don't know how arms work
2: so you take so you take this tv and you just hold it up against the wall for like 5 seconds and it just like sucks itself to the wall and then that's it. Now another uh Please t- tell me you saw the demo and they dropped it. Please tell me you saw the no, demo and no, no, no. they dropped
0: it. No, <laughs> so the one We're of waiting my, for
1: the awkward part by the way. I know <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm the, the lead seat up the is edge nice. Of my seat.
0: I yeah, paid hey, for want- the whole seat but I'm only using the edge.
2: Part of the mission statement of this particular company is that remotes are not a great way to control a TV. So they have like a gesture based um, uh, oh, controller system. And you yeah. can see where I'm going with this, can't you? <laughs> yeah. Now, now I immediately know the
0: awkwardness.
2: Yeah. So TK is doing
0: were, his interpretive dance of trying to control the TV with his arms right now. Uh,
2: uh. <laughs> Look at me right here. Okay, now turn
0: it Brilliant. I love the finger. The jazz hands. That's what's getting right now. That's awesome. I apologize to people only listening to the audio of this because I've got two amazing dancers. On the stream right now, yeah. It just so me. yeah,
2: when they tried to demonstrate the uh, the gesture based system, it wasn't working too well, mostly because why uh, the CES floor is a Wi Fi hellscape, um, yeah. and yes. so they were just having trouble with like connecting to the proper TV and blah blah blah. So I'm just like, yeah, sure, remotes aren't a good idea because I kind of think remotes are a good idea, um, yeah. but no, it, it's it's actually really interesting because you know you can set up multiple TVs to all stream the same stuff at the same time. It it, yep. uh, it streams through like a base station that you like put in a closet. So like you can actually have like you could take three TVs from three different rooms in your house, put them all together for the big game have a bunch of people over and like watch the big game on this like huge tv and then when everybody goes home you can take the tv back apart and put them back in their own separate rooms which i mean mm-hmm. that's kind of cool when you it think is. about that it is yeah. Cool. yeah um now i want to say the the price of a tv is in the quad is in the quadruple digits so <laughs> oh. for a 55 inch tv these days that's not awesome um no. But, uh, but yes, yeah, so it is a smart TV. And by the way, there's also no cables. So um, you, you, there are no HDMI ports or anything like that. Sorry, so I asked, I'm air. like, I asked, I'm like, what about game systems? And they said, it's probably going to be like a separate unit that like sits below the TV that you can plug your game system into, which, eh, okay. Um, but I, I think they've got enough of an idea that like, this could be kind of cool. But at the same time, yeah. like you need a remote control for this thing, guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> well,
0: I mean, and, you really again—it's it's maturing, and then also trying to piggyback on, because like uh, TK, you got to go and see it. I I yeah. actually have it here in the in the gadget lab right now, which is the next doc. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nice. the new I know. I
1: get there, and they're like, "We sent one to one already." I'm like, "Yeah, but <laughs> yeah."
0: So, uh, then where's but, mine? Yeah, but but when when you start playing with the reality of what like wireless signal transmission really looks like, you're mm-hmm. like, "Man, I don't know that that's the gig if I want to try and hook up like a console, right?" Yeah, if I'm trying to do like yeah. from that, yeah, know, yeah, or a exactly. gaming PC or something like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, we've got a ways to go, but. Eventually, I think that notion of a completely cableless portless. TV, yeah, yeah, completely portless, completely cableless. It's just a big flat panel. And and what's funny is I would even hope it would be a really big dumb flat panel because you wouldn't want to use the extra power to run a mini computer because that's right. going to be a big deal. Of the EU is they're going to start going after power consumption on TVs. And it doesn't really make sense to keep building in increasingly powerful computers into the TV when we know we're already going to be connecting them. To other sources and
2: stuff, and that was the other thing is they're offloading a lot of the processing into that base unit that you put in your closet. So okay. basically, yeah. the t- TV is just reflecting what it's supposed to. There's no like yeah. real thinking part about it. Um, and also the other one of one of your um, one of your uh, Greg Gregory Owl asked what happens when you turn it off. So the the vacuum stays engaged, and the vacuum. Uh, so the, the TV will hold power crazy. (laughs) So the, the, the TV will manage power for up to 180 hours of watch time, uh, which is about six, six hours a day for a month. And, um, like I mentioned the four, there's four batteries. It can run off of one battery and the other three batteries are hot swappable. So you can kind of like put these batteries into a rotation where you have like two in two out charging and then switch them. When it's Mm -hmm. time to switch them. So in theory, this is, you know, this is indefinite amounts of power. But if you're going away for a month, take your TV off the wall first.
0: (laughs) Especially if you live in California. Right. Otherwise, yeah. It shouldn't take a ton of power to maintain a vacuum seal. No. Right? Yeah. 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 Like uh, once you suction on, uh, like use suction cup. Yeah, when, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once, once you use a suction cup, like, a suction cup should last for a really long time. That's how a bunch of us are using, like, dash cams and, and phone mm-hmm. mounts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So as long as it was just sort of regulating the pressure with little bits of, like, oh, you know, it got kind of humid today. Let me squish it just a little bit uh, a little bit tighter. That shouldn't be too bad, but you're right. right. Like, that would be a completely different kind of television maintenance. Uh, I, 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 hey, we're going out of town for a bit. Better take the TV down. Right, (laughs) I guess it's not a thing I've ever heard someone say before, but could be in our future. (laughs) You know, I'm still trying to
2: get used to the idea that we don't have entertainment centers anymore with, like, the big boxes where you put the TV and, like, all the other components. I'm still trying to adapt to that. Now we just have a TV that I can, like, 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 like I, I keep thinking about the um, Steve Martin in the L.A. story with, like, son, 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 son. Yeah, He has, like, a TV. He can be like, TV, 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 TV.
0: That's hilarious. <laughs> and also, thank you for referencing L.A. story. Of course. That movie is amazing. Um, so is amazing. Uh, before we get to just the last sort of nerdy thing that I enjoyed watching from afar... Um TK there was one other little uh, Instagram video that I wanted to point to here. I'm going to go back into a screen share. This might fail spectacularly like it always seems to. Um, <laughs> come on, share the video. Uh, there we go. I, love so Fristria, I knew
1: got it. I knew you were going to go for Polly. Yep.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> I just published a uh, an article, a written review on the JBL Quantum uh, the true wireless earbuds that have a little dongle. And no, no no, sooner do I get this published, but literally, like, the the same day, um, the folks at Poly announced this product coming out. And I was hoping, you, you know, because you got to actually see it in person. Um, tell us about what's going on with uh, Poly and uh, making some, some low-latency wireless so- audio here.
1: Okay, so this was actually something that I totally passed, didn't even get a chance to see. But I then a friend of mine was like, hey, you got to check out these buds. These look really, really cool. And I'm like, okay, let me go check them out. Uh, so the, the premise here essentially is making the case for your buds a very, a very functional case, like actually making it do what it's supposed to, and that makes your life easier. The thing that sold me on this is the fact that it has a built-in Bluetooth transmitter, to your buds, mm-hmm. if you connect it to a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack to a source that doesn't. And the case oh, that they were showing in the video, like right smart. there, it's coming up, it's plugged into the audio system on the plane. And then suddenly, mm-hmm. you now have Bluetooth connectivity. Now, I'm, it, this is the concept is so simple, but it is ingenious. I'm in. Topping, it, topping it off to the fact that it is wireless charging on the case, full yeah. control of. Um, volume track uh, track control, active noise cancellation on and off, pass through mode on and off, all of the functions that you have within the app that are typically built into your smartphone oh, are on the case.
2: Holy so, crap! You're selling me more and more. <laughs> that, it's like when, when when she was showing
1: it to me, and they have two different options of there. There's I think the 600 series, the Voyager 600. I think is the one that doesn't have the the full functions, but that's the I guess like the uh, the inception part of this, this is a, an enhanced version coming out in, I think March or April, a little bit yeah. later. And the main thing about it is for me, when I saw it, like it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. I always have my case with me and I don't want to keep having to bring up my phone and change ANC on and off. Yes, you have control. It has swiped uh, control on the, on the earbuds as well as um, predetermined function on the uh, button configuration on both ears. So mm-hmm. uh, supports Aptex SBC, as far as the best audio, and then of course AAC, and there from audio codec, um, oh, cool. and it, they, they really did a very, very good job. And it's uh, Microsoft Teams certified, uh, and if I'm not mistaken, um, I want to say that was whatever the other primary, um, like WebEx or something like that. It's certified to work yeah. with Microsoft Teams which made it requirement to be very mm-hmm. functional, I guess. I, I just uh,
0: need to point out that the second you started talking about this, El Jefe reviews <laughs> popped up in the chat.
3: <laughs> Jeff is like, what?
2: Like, he's, like, like, he's like Kool-Aid this, man, this, but like audio, like <laughs> audio man. <laughs> with, with audio, oh, yeah. I, I was going to say his spider <laughs> sense was tingling.
0: There is <laughs> someone yeah. discussing audio on the internet, and I must go and appreciate what they're trying Sorry. to discuss. <laughs> This, this to me... I don't know was... why that one became my voice yeah. for Jeff. I'm sorry. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> cool.
1: But Jeff is enjoying that. Um, the demo itself and, and using them was actually... Setting it up was very simple. Uh, it pairs over... Uh, there's a QR code for configuration. You can configure it to your PC, your smartphone, uh, dual pair. Like, seriously, all of the That's features awesome. that you want um i couldn't yeah. obviously test them out these weren't production uh and of course i was just
0: not going to put anything in my ears <laughs> that is yeah, not mine I'll, I'll say, uh, fine. yeah no not what doing, could yeah. go wrong tk <laughs> i That's say really to great. you on my <laughs> open <laughs> comms using bone conduction because i'm still working <laughs> still off there. another ear infection so. yeah <laughs> <You know>. so
1: <laughs> for for me it, this is why i called these the, the best buds of uh, ces for me because they won me over to like i mean and, and don't get me wrong yeah. there was other innovative technologies uh, oh, one sure. of which that wasn't meant for men, I, and I say this because there were earrings, the clip-on earrings with built-in speakers for oh, for, oh, for ladies to be able to listen. And then um, they came. Uh, I was talking to one of my other friends, and she's like, "You look great, TK." She was like, complimenting me with an earring on. I said, "The only way you would get me to wear those, I told her, is if you make the, make these into a guitar earrings from Dragon Ball, and then you will see me walking around. There you go with <laughs> those guys. <laughs> That's how you sell it to guys because this is primarily a you know a girl type I, of an experience, know. clip-on I, stuff. But
0: I, I've got. I've got gauged ears. I, I think I'd just be fine. Like you what know, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. I would gauge my ears up bigger if you just actually like... did like boom tubes, like literal, like just put just put like a couple drivers <laughs> in a tube and I could just shove them <laughs> into my extended gauge and then yeah. like just kind of blast audio directly into my ears and everyone yeah. around me would hate me and Absolutely. I would love it.
1: Well these had a very short range, so you could hear them if you had if you were basically, let's say giving somebody a hug and they had the speaker running, you would be able to hear the audio. but literally more than this much distance between where you are yeah. and where the, where the ear, earring is, the audio doesn't play. but, but, but I, I, I still I, think these, these guys, the, the 600s went in for me. I think from a, from I, a I really want to just,
0: just kind of dial this back because I don't know yeah. if people know who Pauly is.
1: So if I I want to say that they explained it to me, but essentially isn't it um a recent acquisition by HP? Um so they're technically an HP sub brand at this point, if I'm not mistaken. But, but and, you
2: know who they were, right? Yeah,
0: that's
1: um, I can't
2: I know the name and I can't I can't come up with it. <laughs>
1: Uh, Juan, plantronics. uh plantronics sorry it,
2: that's right yeah yeah, yeah. that's so, sorry, so okay. that's where the poly so, comes from
1: yeah i couldn't yeah, remember that so
0: th- this is very much like that um kind of that fork that we saw from Sennheiser with their gaming gear now mm-hmm. going under the EPOS label yeah. the poly label is it's sort of the new like consumer and business side of what plantronics used okay. to be yeah, yeah. Okay. so so this this is why i'm kind of stoked and why i was so happy that you got to see it was um I got to play with the JBLs and the JBL Quantum line is all about Mm. gaming. So obviously it's not about having like the highest quality Bluetooth audio codec. It's ultra, ultra fast latency. Like no latency, I should say. Mm-hmm. And so here, now we're seeing kind of the flip side of what if you took some, some of these similar concepts and like a dongle, a little Bluetooth plug that lives in the case so that no matter what, where you're traveling or what you oh, look yeah. up to, uh, exactly. you can immediately connect your earbuds yeah. to that and I'll take a conference latency. call. Yeah, that's that, that to me is, is now, I mean, like, so now we've got the gaming solution of this over on the JBL side. Plantronics, they make some consumer gear, they make some, um, some gaming gear, but their focus is corporate. And so mm-hmm. now we've got the business version on that other side, too. So, uh, again, like this is one of those things if we want wireless audio and especially true wireless audio to continue improving, we've got to deliver every single little solution like gaming headsets versus, you know, uh, you know sort of corporate communication. Uh, Earbuds Mm -hmm. for music and entertainment and movie listening versus earbuds for... uh, Again, I I just lumped all of those together. So anyway, I I saw that you got to actually check them out. I saw the press release on it. It was like, oh, those look cool. And then I saw your Instagram reel pop up and it was like, oh, cool. TK got to actually hold them.
2: Ah! I'd be interested to see how they sound um, because like Polly has yeah. really transitioned over towards like more of a, you know, zoom meeting as opposed to, you know, heavy metal oh, music kind of, th- but that's, kind of tone, oh, that's exactly, though.
0: that's exactly the kind of point though is like those JBLs and I'm sorry, TK, I'm kind of, kind of stepping on your, no, 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 please, because please. you actually caught the Polly's, but the JBLs, Would not be high on my list if you really wanted to listen to high quality music and you loved like jazz or classical or even old school kind of like rock and roll. Mm -hmm. They're way too thumpy. Mm -hmm. But the thump has a very sharp, low frequency attack, which is perfect for action films, for action games, for gaming. Mm, And it doesn't step on uh, dialogue. Like, they're okay. really good at getting human speech out, but the highs are kind of dull. So you wouldn't want to listen to singer-songwriter or woman in a piano, but you th- fire up a Schwarzenegger flick or you fire up your favorite game, and okay. your your in-game speech is able to kind of live underneath the rumble of all the battle sound effects. And right. so I think, like, what we need to do is, is, is just kind of properly point out, I would not turn to a Plantronic... If I wanted audio fidelity, yeah, okay. I would turn to a Plantronic if I wanted the absolute best clear calling, the, the best sort of speech articulation, highlighting, now interoperating with other things like if, I have, if I have to travel. Absolutely. It's an yeah, easy yeah. headset to plug into another computer and jump on a call. And I have my headset; I don't have plug to it, use plug the it into the hotel TV,
1: plug it into any source of data, any source of so, audio that comes up. So
0: immediately accessible, and I didn't yeah. have to pair my headset with an unknown computer. So, so that that to me becomes yeah. the the big hook: is we need different audio solutions for different audio conditions. And and you again. We just need to be upfront. Like, hey, these you can listen to music, you can watch movies, you can play games on a pair of Plantronics. That wouldn't be high on my list for those types of media fulfillment. Sure. But th- you know, again, it's it's right tool for the right job because I want to so. I, I want to transition just real quick yeah. because in talking yeah. about um, audio gear uh, and things that you can listen to, I think this would be the perfect place to transition I to know. one of the last pieces that you did I didn't get Adam, a chance to
1: see that one yet. Where Dyson you actually Dyson. got
0: a photo of yourself using this thing. Yeah. And it looks so ridiculously hardcore nerdy that I kind of <laughs> do want to try it um, you Adam, should so Adam
1: Bane uh, Adam Bane essentially
0: what we're gonna call yeah it. <laughs> and you I just should. watched Dark Knight Rises again recently and so <laughs> now I'm very much interested in trying to imitate a Bain voice when I'm
2: doing my <laughs> audio reviews <laughs> so okay uh so look when I got the invitation from Dyson to come test, test to come look at these, I'm like, yes, I will absolutely come and test these and I will dunk on these things for the rest of the year. This will be like my go to joke. Like, yeah, but have you seen the Dyson zone? But no. So and you know what? Honestly, when I walked in um, and I sat down, they had one of the engineers. Uh, David was his name. Uh, one of the engineers, the, these things have been in development for six years, and he's been working Jeez. on them for the last three. Wow. So, um, so, like, when I heard the story behind them, I'm kind of into it. So, um, well, first of all, let me just preface this by saying the headphones sound really good. I mean, okay. Like, okay. like, really, really good. And the uh, the active noise cancellation is mind-blowing now and and i and i point out in my article that i've never listened to like the airpods pro max and i've never listened to like a sony uh xm alphabet XM2. soup letter uh you know headphones so, xm4 like,
0: xm5 it's not that hard it's kind of hard sony hater <laughs> it's kind of hard how do you uh, so even do say Suspiria X I I V I? I don't even know how
2: Roman numerals work. Anyway, <laughs> so the <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> the the active noise cancellation is awesome. Like they had um, for, they had a suite in the was a cosmopolitan i think that overlooked the strip you can see the fountain of the bellagio there is really pretty but for some reason they had like some ac unit like on this on the roof of the casino next to like their balcony so like you go out there and it's all like <laughs> you know and, and 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 you double tap the thing and you hear a sound that sounds like and nothing like right around I want to say and I'm guessing here but about 4000 megahertz you you still hear a little bit of a whine but mm. as soon as you started up music gone like it was That's just awesome. it was I mean and then okay and so take that take that total noise isolation add to that the Bane face mask that delivers um 99% filtered air into like a sort of a bubble in front of your mouth so it's not blowing air like straight up your nose or anything like that it's like dispersing like so like if you look like when you look at the side like the mask is kind of like here it's not you know it's not like a face hugger thing it's like it's hovering out like in front of your face so it's like delivering this like cushion of air basically where you can breathe like this 99 you know filtered stuff the the name Dyson Zone makes perfect sense because you are basically <laughs> in your own little world, both, you know, from an audio standpoint and from a breathing standpoint. And so, like, <laughs> it's, it's... And if the what sound you needed, wasn't as good as it you, was, I would write these things off.
0: Yeah, for sure. But you needed these on your little Tesla loops so you could, like completely disassociate yourself from right. other people in the car with,
1: right, with exactly. a couple, well, well of course bear that with some XR glasses from TCL and then you're
0: pretty good <laughs> you're pretty
3: <Right>.
0: <laughs> So I just um... don't want to be anywhere near you in the universe so I'm going to completely block my eyes, ears and mouth <laughs> Yeah. From being near you. <laughs> so to
2: answer Adidas' question, these are over-ears, so they're very much like the roads that I have here. You know, they've got the super big cushions. Um, and actually they have uh cushions made of the same material going across the headband, too. So they're that's, actually very yeah. comfortable to wear long cushions as well. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, the, the engineer like took them apart and like showed me. I like that one picture where I'm kind of like, ah, oh, that's fun. Um but uh, he was showing me like the compressor that they use to like funnel the air through the, uh, through the filter. And he said mm-hmm. each one of those compressors had to be basically individually machined to, um, to reduce as much vibration as possible. Yeah. So that he said like, you know, when you, when you balance your tires, they add weights to your tires so that they can spin without vibration. They do the same thing with the Dyson Zone, only they drill out a little bit of material and each compressor is like its own little snowflake because they're all unique (laughs) um, because they've all been machined that way to reduce vibration as much as possible. Hey, podcast
0: listeners, I work really hard to find mutually beneficial ways to support production on my various distribution platforms. Instead of just running ads on this podcast and hoping they don't annoy you, I want to find products or services that you really will get something out of and that can help fund my production. While I do talk about some of those items in ads throughout this podcast, I've never created one easy-to-view master list of my current partnerships until now. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. If you'd like to help contribute, support production of this podcast and my various videos and reviews, head on over to SomeGadgetGuy.com. At the top, there's going to be a link for Support Some Gadget Guy, and you can see what my current partnerships are. At the time this podcast was recorded, in addition to my Patreon, we can hook you up with a $10 voucher for shopping a new OnePlus, save 20% on some one more headphones, Sign you up for Google Fi service, Amazon affiliate links, Audible, or you can grab a Mega Pickle coffee mug of your very own. Mmm, savory, delicious Mega Pickles. Head on over to SomeGadgetGuy.com, support banner on the top right-hand side of my website, and hopefully you find something cool, something you like, while also kicking me a little extra scratch.
2: The oh, Dyson, okay. didn't, Dyson didn't say this. But it occurred to me, like, while he was kind of giving his pitch, like, we just got done wearing masks everywhere we go for the last two years. And I, yeah. some people aren't even done doing that. So nope. I'm, I'm kind of wondering if this face mask is all that objectionable, really, when it comes no. down to it. So not like, I'm not uh, I'm not convinced that I will wear that, wear it all the time. But like, if I see someone wearing it, I'm going to be like. I get you, Boo. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so no, like actually, I mean that, yeah. that really has helped
0: because I still mask up, you know, when we go to Costco or Target. I mean, again, there is a <laughs> new strain on the rise. Um my my uh Marie recently had the deal with getting sick. My daughter got RSV at school. I mean, like yeah. the, the thing about the pandemic and why it's so frustrating that mask wearing got political and woke what it's just a super practical way of not spreading junk and humans and are so gross
2: people we're
0: flipping <laughs> filthy and it's okay to try to minimize some of that and so yeah. now i mean like if i saw, saw this or what was the razor didn't razor have like a concept like hardcore like I don't mask Again, like we were talking about Bane, it's like the Bane mask. It was like a a digital, hardcore RGB, you know, face mask. I'm I'm for it. Let's let's actually explore this as a consumer thing. I've been playing with things like um, I did like one of those cooling neck bands, and like you walk around like that, and you think like, oh gosh, this must look so nerdy. Except like people walk around with stuff around their neck and headphones around their neck and things like that, and you're like, oh yeah, you know what? I don't think anyone really cares anymore. I I don't think it's really that thing. You might get a couple side eyes on something like this, but no one's going to be like, oh, look at this guy. He's wearing something on his face. Oh, my gosh. Like, I I think we need to go for it. I want to see some more companies (laughs) actually making gear like this because it looks cool. Yeah,
2: Yeah. and and so what I want to do is, like, when they get it in, like, I wore it for 20 minutes in a Nevada desert, so, like, I don't know anything about, like, how this is going to look or feel long term. (laughs) Right. So when I do get this to review... I uh, you know there's going to be a few walks to downtown Chicago there's going to be a couple of train trips down you know d- going to downtown Chicago oh, heck yeah, dude. and I want to I want to look at other people's faces and see what they're thinking while I've got this while I've got this um you know Bane mask on um but again like I'm into it like I I just I I was expecting to walk away from that demo <laughs> dunking on this thing for the rest of the yeah. year and that just yeah. i it was like a complete 180 like i'm actually kind of into it now <laughs> so um yeah i mean and, and yes they are they are expensive i want to say they're like like a thousand dollars or something like that oh I, i'd be shocked um, if
0: they were less coming from dyson right
2: right coming yeah. from dyson and uh you know but i mean like in terms of audio that's kind of where like high-end he, high-end headphones are, and I would probably That's like it. these sounded better than just about any cans that I own right now.
0: Oh wow! So, I mean, on on yeah. my channel, I've reviewed standalone enthusiast and audiophile cans north of four grand. Sure, and those are yeah. just headphones. Like they don't even have like batteries or radios built into them. You just sit and listen on your nice headphones. Yep. Right. So um, again, I, I I don't think. People, I don't think they always appreciate or understand like how crazy audio really can get. This doesn't seem totally ludicrous to me. It seems expensive, but not yes. outlandish.
2: Yes, and uh, actually, I'm in. Like uh, Ron Guido says, maybe we could all just wear stormtrooper helmets. I'm into it. Do it. Let's do it. Let's go. I, it, Let's when go, I was a little baby. kid, I
0: had like what like those mask <laughs> helmets. You can put one of those on or mm-hmm. uh, you can still get what was the the voice changing Optimus Prime helmet uh, when the movie oh, yeah. the first Michael Bay yeah. movie came out. Like I, you know what? Instead of going to VR to make our ridiculous Ready Player 1 dystopia happen, we should just have real world Ready Player 1 dystopia. Yeah. We'll all wear yeah, our exactly. favorite character helmets out in the yep. real world but with good air purifying and disease prevention. Absolutely. But I got to
2: say, I got to say when I was testing these out, like from an audio <laughs> standpoint, like my ears were destroyed by 12 years in a playing in a metal band. So like, I, I just kept thinking, I'm like, you know, Juan needs to try these out. And like El Jefe needs to try these out because I bet yeah. you would Heck get yeah. a lot more out of it. Um, than I'd be I would.
0: really curious to see what Dyson's take on premium audio really sounds like. Yeah, sure. A lot of companies have tiptoed into that space and it's it's funny because you crest a certain threshold of price, and there yeah. are significantly different expectations from headphone junkies. Mm-hmm. And, and like it, to me, it's like around four hundred dollars, and the the price to performance changes in very specific ways that a lot of consumers you never get into audiophile gear and have those kinds of conversations. Right. So I, I'd be curious to see you know like. You know, like, for example, like, TK's wearing Baradynamics. Usually yeah. I'm on just some earbuds, but, like, I've got my Odyssey up behind me. Um, mm-hmm. Stuff like that shifts. And I'd be Saw curious to too. see if Dyson's, <laughs> if Dyson's take is more AirPoddy or if it's more like, um, you know, like, we're listening to a certain segment of consumer experience and we know these are going to be expensive, so we brought this to the audio discussion. It, it I think it would be interesting to kind of play with. It'd be really interesting to see like what tact did you take in tuning your yeah. premium tier yeah. face mask
2: headphones. And, and and when they were when they were developing these, they wanted to build something that would um, help reduce noise pollution and air pollution. So, I mean, like they came to these from a noise pollution standpoint. So they didn't necessarily say we want to build premium, uh, premium headphones. They built premium noise reduction headphones. Mm -hmm. So, which is, you know, a pretty, uh, you know, a pretty. It's different. uh, It's a big distinction. It's a very big distinction. So, but again, it kind of like, it makes sense. Like once you know the story, it's kind of like, when you wear a Hawaiian shirt at, at, at the wake of somebody who like really dug Hawaii, like a lot of people are going to walk in, they're going to look and they're not going to ask, they're not going to ask for the story. Like, why are you wearing a Hawaiian shirt at a wake? That's inappropriate. But right. you know, you're doing it because you're honoring like the person, the, the person who died. And it's a very rough analogy and I appreciate you sticking around for it. Um, but it's like, <laughs> you need to hear the story in order to really fully appreciate like where these are coming from.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, no, well, for sure. And then you get to have a more nuanced conversation with people. Like I was saying, like the difference between Plantronics and JBLs, right? The, yeah. the, that yeah. difference matters a lot because someone's looking at, like, how do I spend 100 bucks? Mm-hmm. Well, what do I do? What do I need to do? What do I want to do? Can I balance what I need versus what I want? You know, that $100 starts to get really precious when you're yeah. trying to pick and you're only going to buy one thing and you're not mm-hmm. nerds like we are where we've got... On my desk, I've got six different options for audio. If I need something specific, I can do something really specific. I have three pairs of earbuds on my desk, and one of them I like way better for electronica. The other I like way better for acoustic, classical, and old-school rock. Yeah. People don't yeah. spend money
2: on earbuds like that. Or <laughs> you or you're like me and you have like one set of uh, earbuds for this phone, one set of earbuds for this phone, <laughs> one sad. set of earbuds for this phone. What phone what am I, I carrying today? The iPhone? Oh, that's the Liberties. Okay, I'll take those.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I doing that with smartwatches too. Like, oh well oh, yeah. my Sony, I've got my Sony paired with my tick watch, but I've got my Pixel watch paired with my Pixel. But if I need to work out, I should probably take my OnePlus, which is paired to an AmazeFit. That's not average
2: consumer. No, it is not. <laughs> no, it is no, no, no. I, I, and I, I, I told several people this, like, you know, when I'm talking to Uber drivers about, like, what I do, I'm like, my life is a niche case. <laughs> so, yeah. it's yeah, it's really hard. In fact, to, you know um, what?
0: Think. Don't listen to me.
2: Do yeah. the opposite of I what I I have no I idea do. what I'm doing. So, And I've built a career out of that. Thank you very much. So, slash um, yes. I, I, I want to yeah Adam Dowd at
0: SlashGear. Um, I tried going to for some reason I tried going to SlashGear.com slash Adam Dowd. That doesn't take you to what you do. So slash don't, don't do slash Adam Dowd.
2: That'll get
0: you there. Oh, okay. Yeah. That yeah. that probably would have worked better. It's so I just want to wrap up the show because <laughs> CES to me this year seemed to be um like like I kind of feel a lot of trade shows are still trying to figure out their new identity like mm-hmm. E3 complete crash and burn like the gaming industry does not rely on trade shows these these big events to talk to their customers anymore Nintendo Sony Microsoft they all talk to their customers directly through their own sort of uh, media channels now you don't need to, to have an E3 where everybody shows up and waits in long lines and gets to demo a game for five minutes and then write a text article about it that someone will, will read a week later that that doesn't exist anymore. And it seems to me like CES is taking a track towards more, um, lifestyle automotive and health technologies. Mm -hmm. So obviously the big phone announcements are going to be coming with MWC. Some flavor of Computex is probably going to be more, um, our computer, like, Hardcore, high-end desktop servers, laptops, that kind of stuff is going to be more Taipei later on in the year. Um, Mm -hmm. What were your guys' thoughts like? Because CES is just getting back up to speed, the show felt more normal, but not quite at what CES used to be. Um, Do you think that that's the the direction we're going to be seeing headed from the the Consumer Electronics uh, Association?
2: I, I still feel like computing has a pretty big presence at CES. I, I you know, it's cool. I, I, yeah, definitely not phones. Absolutely not phones. I am the absolute wrong person to send to CES, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I, <laughs> I still think Fair. that computing is a is a fairly big um, a fairly big part. You've got ASUS, you've got Razor, you've got Lenovo, you've got HP. They Nvidia. all demoed like new stuff. Nvidia, yeah. um and so they all demoed new stuff there, which is great. But I think, like, I get the feeling like. CES is kind of like a preview show, like coming in 2023, here's what you're going to see. Whereas like, I think with a show like MWC or IFA, you're getting more like on the spot announcements. We're launching this phone today, you know, yeah, as opposed gotcha. to like, you know, CES is more like, here's some great tech and we're going to show it to you in April, you know? <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, um, almost yeah.
1: everything that was announced is coming out later in this year. It's None of right. it is like, yeah. Hey, it's available to For buy. Sure. But yeah.
2: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. So that's I think that's part of its identity is like kind of a showcase of things to come.
1: Yeah. And I think to that to that matter, I feel like it's something that they've been doing for quite some time. For me, um, the opposite. So I I will say, from a computer standpoint, absolutely. Adam's point there is uh, very much there. CS has been, for me at least, I always look at that as a computer. uh, The our version of Taipei, if there was a version to be said, yeah, because yeah, yeah, we we were not going to have you know (laughs) a copy text here. when it comes to mobile for me, I'm I've learned that within the last, within last year and this year, more and more that I need to start focusing more on MWC than it is to focus Mm -hmm. on CES. Hence why it was a three day uh, short trip for me. I didn't really even Mm -hmm. plan on like, it was, I I planned out everything I needed to do. Where we got into the hotel at about three thirty. By four thirty, I had my first meeting the day we landed. Yeah. It oh, yes, that, that okay. level of I'm hitting the ground running Efficiency. because I need I need to maximize those three days. Mm-hmm. and, um, Agreed. and you know, and then every day we'd come back like around you know eleven o'clock or whatever, and then wake up at six o'clock and hit it up again. Do it again. But I, <laughs> the the focus for for CES for me at least for, would be more to, uh, towards. Uh, building relationships, working with brands and starting to see some of the- Oh, for sure the new things coming up so for me qualcomm was interesting to see uh we got a chance to talk to a little bit with tcl i got actually to see their next generation of uh you know uh, augmented reality yeah. classes that Those are, are kind of yeah. like the yeah the north uh, the focal by north a little bit more functional with the mm-hmm. camera ui and elements i'm so um, stoked
0: for these new birdbath optics because that was the main drawback of focals by north and now like you could do ar so much I, better
1: so legit and i did I, and it The demo that we saw this year was so much more functional than what we saw last year. So those are the things I got excited for, to see also some of the display tech that's coming up. Uh, Gaming also was a big uh, focus. I didn't realize TCL made ultra wide monitors for gaming. That was something that we're seeing more. um, TCL showcasing their own uh, technologies outside of what we know them typically as, just TV and manufacturing of phones. Yeah. You know MWC again. This is where we're going to hear about all of their you know twenty twenty three devices for the forty series. So (sighs) yeah, I'm I'm going to be shipping more. (laughs) So for me right now, my main thing is I'm trying to figure out how to get myself uh, to MWC uh, within which is literally not even two months from now, less than two months. End of February. So JMan
0: one hundred and fifty just said seven weeks. Yeah. So we at least get a little breathing time because I remember some years where we get a little breathing time. Um, from New Year's to CES but then it was like CES Samsung Unpacked MWC yeah back and then back something back else would come up was, yeah. was all at the same time so at least there's a little we didn't get any downtime in between New LG years used to be CES. right around this neighborhood too that's right oh, LG that's used to do right. their hands on they, they wouldn't um, do as big an event but there was always like a hands on to do yeah. Um, so uh, I just want to wrap it up. This was one of the... Because you guys were saying there was a computer presence, and obviously there was. I mean, they had oh, yeah. Intel and Asus and HP. And MSI,
1: Asus, yeah, exactly, Lenovo.
0: So um, I've been very interested. Cooler Master has started branching out more and more into, like, more of their own premium monitors, more of their own pre-built desktop systems. Oh, yeah. And they... Uh, they took the wraps off of a pair. The, the, the one that made the most um, the most headlines, let me go back and... No, screen share. Hello!
3: Hello, everyone <laughs> say hey to Adam. Screen share
0: didn't do what I wanted it to do this time. Adam Dow, brought to you by go. Cooler Master, sir. Yep. So this is the one that I saw a bunch of friends uh, checking out. This is the Shark X custom PC, Oh, that's crazy. Um, It is a vertical shark. So it's like a shark jumping out of the water (laughs) Uh on like a huge RGB-style monitor (laughs) stand. That's insane. And it's a full PC. um, And you can kind of... I don't think you can really pose it a lot, but you can kind of route it around. And like all the cable (laughs) management goes down into the tail, which then goes down into the base. Exactly. This is going to be a very limited production computer case. This is actually going to be sold... To cons- no, no, no. Not, not that it's limited edition, that it's really going to be sold. Oh, right. Because usually okay. you go to the shows and like, you see stuff like this and they're like, yeah, we just took an artist and we made this thing and that's cool. Yeah. But it's, it's never a consumer-facing uh, product. So a lot of folks <laughs> take, geeked out on take that. Take pictures
2: of this. Our computers are over there. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Exactly.
2: Exactly. <laughs> it's like the Halo idea of a
0: product. But this yeah. will uh, apparently actually be sold in some limited quantities. But the mm. one that I geeked out on Cooler Master also showing off a concept for their sneaker X.
3: <laughs> and ah, I
0: yeah. flipping love this. It's oh, like if, if Optimus Prime wore Asics. I was going to say, yeah, it's like it a Lego like a, shoe. Yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like the it's, spring it's on like, the
1: side there. It's like, okay, yeah, for better suspension. Yeah,
0: like you've got shocks? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> So um, I'm going to reach out to my friends over at Cooler Master. I I definitely don't have room to own anything like this or display anything (laughs) like this. But I'm not too far from, like, you know, where where I might be able to just go and see one in person. And I really want to check out, Oh, look at that. Look at what what that... And and it does... It's got a little mini projector. uh, So, like, again... RGBs and fans and, like, water cooling that looks like, you know, actual shocks and struts built into yeah. the robot neck yeah. shoe. Um, but I saw that, and I liter- this was the thing I literally saw and went, I'm so sad I couldn't go see that in person. <laughs> I would love to, like, go up close and get some really fun shots of that in person. The Shark X, like, people were freaking out about, but this, to me, just looks like, I could actually own that. I, I could buy that. I I would definitely want to display something like that in in my office.
2: Oh hell yeah, yeah!
1: That's and it tough. doesn't look like it's that tall. Like I mean, if you think about it, look at it. It's not no. as tall even as a monitor. Like yeah. seriously, this mm-hmm. is this is very compact and very very yeah. doable because you could definitely see like a rectangle fitting into it. Um, just and yeah. like I said, the compact setup it shouldn't be too complicated. The wiring should be pretty decent. Uh, the shark that would be my nightmare. Just the ability of how to wire everything out. Yeah, and get everything set up to correctly with the amount of port. And I I would imagine the limitation of amount of, you'd have to have some kind of an external USB uh, 3.0 dock just to kind of get all the wiring done correctly because of the limitation of how many wires. Yeah, but uh, exciting.
0: Then it's a vertically mounted tall PC that if it gets nudged. (laughs) True. (laughs) It will be mounted. How do I get my graphics
2: card into here? Where do I plug this in? I don't get it. Oh my God. I
3: need to
1: troubleshoot. Yeah, no. Yeah, hold the on. 4090 into that one.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say, <laughs> let me <laughs> shove a 4090 in into that thing. thing.
1: Yeah, let me see how that goes. Not a thing. Should be fine.
0: Um, but yeah. yeah, so Cooler Master is going to be making their own pre-builds now. So I'm really interested. I think one of their their first is going to be uh, sort of last-gen AMD, but for okay. a gaming rig with the 5800 3D, 3DX, I think is the CPU name that I've just butchered. Um, okay. But then also AMD graphics cards, too. <clears throat> you mean the 5950X? So, 5950x. Thank you. Yeah, cuz that's what um, I'm using. Yeah. I was but but no, right, no, no. Right. 58 58 there was a specific gaming bill which which had like a different uh cash arrangement. Um okay. I might just have to go to the Cooler Master website cuz they also right.
1: announced their 79 their 7 series, the 7900s.
0: Oh yeah, but but yeah, yeah. the I think the first pre-built that they're going to do is going to be sort of like more mainstream affordable. Mm-hmm. Um, because they've made great cases for a while, but they're now putting all of the guts in and a really top spec last gen machine is not going to be crazy expensive. Um, and I think Mm. it's a good way to kind of kickstart their brand, um, of making, uh, uh, of, of making like a gaming PC for the masses kind of a thing. So I think that's what their strategy was. I, I'd have to go digging for their press release now. I can't remember what it is. Um, but yeah, so especially with like how expensive components are getting now, I don't know that you'd get nearly as many sales if you built everything around, you know, Intel 13th gen, AMD, <laughs> new, new Zen cores and, you know, Radeon 40 series. I mean, not Radeon, yeah. uh, RTX 40 RTX series. RTX 40 series. Um, that, that, that is probably a bridge too far for a lot of consumers out there. So, um, yeah, it's, a uh, it's some pretty, uh, some pretty exciting stuff. So I'll, I'll, I'll 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 be harassing the Cooler Master folks, just to like hey, I would like to play with your new, new computer systems, and and hopefully I can. Uh, I can kind Juan of will have a shark behind him
1: the whole show from there, on. and or a, a shark in a shoe. Maybe put the shoe yeah. under the shark and just set go. up the dual running PC or, system.
0: I need them to do like a dual system, so the shark is jumping out of the shoe, and then I'd need to install an entirely new like breaker just for my office to power both of those systems, <laughs> systems. <laughs> without right. blowing right. power to my whole condo. Or you just shut the <laughs> house down every time
1: you turned that PC on. It's like, "Honey, we can't use the regular stuff. You got to yeah." I gotta, and and to close show. out
0: the show, I feel Jeff has the the mic drop moment here. Shark, yep. we're going to need a bigger, need a boat. bigger boat. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Dang it. I'm uh, mad I didn't think of that joke first. So, uh <laughs> Jeff, thanks man. That was that was perfect. A shoe shark like nato. Nato. <laughs> so, um I, I guys, thank you so much for jumping in. I was really bummed that I wasn't able to hit the show. I had kind of had loose plans to go for a couple days and just kind of hang out and visit with people. But work, of course, kind of superseded all of that. But I really appreciate you both taking the time to to come and share some of these experiences. I'm really glad that we're seeing PR get back up to speed. I Mm -hmm. think over the last year, we saw a lot of PR agencies kind of struggle. You know, it's like you've got to be in practice. You've got to, like, be in shape. To handle yeah. all these media events. And we've all been to a few where it's like, ooh, this did not go well. Right. <laughs> and yeah. so getting getting a show like CES like functional again is going to take a while for companies to kind of figure that out. Um, I want to wrap this up, uh, Adam. Yes, sir. Especially because we've been showing off some of your article links and everything. But just can you reiterate for folks where they can kind of keep up? With everything that you're doing and all the work that you're uh, you're producing right now.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm on the Twitters and I'm on the Mastodon now, reluctantly at Dead Technology. Um, so you can follow me there. I'm also uh, have my own little. Uh, podcast that has kind of pivoted more towards a youtube channel called the benefit of the Dowd. so you can search that at you know youtube.com slash benefit of the doubt all one word my last name d-o-u-d um and uh and i've been freelancing with slash gear for the past about six months now so that's pretty much my my main and pretty much only gig at this point um, but that's okay because Slash Gear pays the mortgage. So um, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> you can you can find my work at Slash Gear. I'm doing predominantly like like behind the scenes, like editing, but I'm also doing a lot of reviewing there too. So um That's great. It was yeah, during December I during December I did so many reviews that I was looking at our uh, at our task management board and I'm like wow, did like nobody else produce reviews other than me? And then I I realized I I had a a filter turned on. So it was just showing my stuff. stuff. So like, but at the same time, like there was enough (laughs) there that I could have justified, like this was an entire site. This could have just been my site. (laughs) Right? Yeah. So, um, and there is going to be more to come because like a lot of the meetings that I took at CES were about, you know, setting up for you know reviews in twenty twenty three. That's presents. what I was saying. Yeah,
1: that that's a good part of what I what we do with C E S as well is build those relationship yeah. and start talking twenty 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 three plans and you know, I, so,
2: yeah. I I met so many PR people for the first time, you know, that I've been working with great? for years. Yeah. And like, you know, putting uh, putting a face to the name was amazing. So yeah, it's gonna
0: be awesome. Well and Again, just from having like kind of been in the trenches with you since our Pocket Now days together, I'm stoked to see you at Slash Gear. That's a great fit for you right there. So I'm, know, I'm stoked it, to it, see you doing is, some good work.
2: It is, except for how heavily automotive Slash Gear is. And I am like the least car guy <laughs> on the entire team. Like when, when, no,
0: that's actually what's good though, is that you're kind of bringing some other perspective. Like, for you to do a car piece brings a perspective that isn't just a part of what right. becomes editorial echo chamber. So that's right. also a good thing. And I'm that is a good thing. And I'm learning contribute.
2: so much about cars just from editing yeah. articles. <laughs> so I can actually like hold a conversation with people that know cars now. Um, that's good. Yeah. So that's great.
0: And and TK, of course. I mean, I'm sure everyone in this chat probably already knows. But where 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 would people go to keep up with uh, TK MyBay?
1: Uh, absolutely. The easiest thing, just TK Bay on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. And um, a lot of my coverage on CES, as Juan was showing before, was basically put on, on C- uh, and Instagram. I feel like it's the, it was the right format and the, the easily you know, mobile computing setup that I was trying to set up. It, it actually proved itself very functional, which I'm really happy about.
3: Mm, and I'm yeah. looking
1: forward to taking that. But yeah, TK Bay on uh, YouTube. Um, Arabic, if you like, it's Tariq Bay, but otherwise it's just TK Bay, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram as well. And Facebook somewhere.
0: And, and of course, <laughs> if you're catching this show or watching one of our streams, you probably already know where to find me at yeah. some gadget guy all across the internets and and on the Patreon, where again, we appreciate all the people who are supporting production for uh, content creators of all sizes. And uh, this is a, one of the podcasts where we, I didn't really quite get the plug for the subreddit. Uh, hmm. If you go to reddit.com slash r slash glowing rectangles, it's a whole community built around trying to support content creators and share content that you feel deserves more attention. We can always use more participation, more comments, more upvotes. Anything that kind of helps uh, take some power back out of the algorithms that feed us content, we can use some of our own uh, time and effort to help uh, promote the content that we feel might have slipped through the cracks. And so yeah. uh, hopefully you can check that out. Once again, uh, reddit.com r Slash Glowing Rectangle. So, folks, I'm gonna go ahead and put a pin in this. We're gonna be back next week with uh, with another episode of the Monday Morning News Chat. Uh, definitely cover a bit more of the tech politics because there was a lot going on that mm-hmm. we pushed pause on this week just so that we could kind of focus on our CES recap. That's gonna be coming back. In full force next week. Uh, thanks so much for everybody uh, tuning in, for, sh- for showing up, for joining this wonderful chat and for sharing all of the content from all three of our channels and through all three of our publications and the work that we do. Folks, I want you to have an amazing week. I want you to do awesome with your technology. I want you to be awesome with your technology and take care of yourselves so that you can take care of others. Catch you back next week. I love y'all. Be well. Recording voiceover, spoken word, is truly one of my favorite activities. My second favorite hobby is photography. Now, the smartphone might be making us deaf, but we can't deny the awesome power of the phone as a platform for photography and multimedia creation. If you've been looking to improve your mobile photog skills, if you want to produce more professional content, or you're just looking to take your family photos to the next level, I wrote a book to help you out with that. Take Better Photos, Smartphone Photography for Noobs, is available on Amazon Kindle. Walking through the basic terminology of photography, covering the settings on your camera, discussing composition and inspiration and i even include a long list of exercises and challenges to really hone your skills all with some helpful example photos and diagrams search for take better photos smartphone photography for noobs on amazon or use the quick link bit.ly/betterphotosbook to grab your copy today